Welcome back to the TO Desk. I am Shib. I am your host. You are back on the official podcast of 956 Productions. Joining you again for another episode with a couple of familiar hosts. One of them who's a little more elusive, but still around here from time to time. Uh, I'm going to go down the desk. Uh, Terry, how are you you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah, good to be back, y'all. It's really good to have you back. Uh, Corin, joining me once again. What's up, Corin? Uh, Osu was going to join us too, but then I chased him with my uh, V2 desktop setup. Very unfortunate. More than more than one of those in this company. And uh, Kumubo joins us. How you doing? All right. And unfortunately for everybody else here, jokes on you. I'm into that shit. So exactly. That's what I was going to say. Off. Exactly. We're we're into that shit. You can't scare you can't scare most of us off. Uh, gonna go down the docket tonight. Uh, there's a bit of news to go over. Some of it good. Some of it not so good. Some of it uh, game related. Some of it uh, production related. And uh, but first, uh, let's let's talk about our side of things, right? So for the past uh, episode and this episode, we have this has been Vortex Gallery Online 2023. We've been talking about going to give you guys another update, uh, basically to remind you that new game applications are closing this month. They are closing not this coming Friday, the next Friday. So on December 16th, we are wrapping up applications for new games. So if you guys are out there wondering, oh, Vortex Gallery is coming back, you know, there's going to be so many games. Go go check out our Smash GG or Star GG. It's very hard to, to not screw that up these days. Uh, you're, you're, still it's still Smash, yeah, right? Uh, it's uh, Go check out start.gg slash Vortex Gallery, right? Registration is open early reg, right? And even if you're not decided on registering yet, just check, see if there's a game that you want. Uh, maybe maybe the community that you represent or the people that you know around there are, are not there yet. You're like, okay, well, what about, you know, Guilty Gear... Um, I don't know. Guilty Gear XX. Maybe you want to play Guilty Gear XX and you know somebody who runs it. Good luck to them, right? Um, then you can, you know, send them the link. Say, hey, you know, you should sign up. I'm sure, you know, you have all the people. You could just run the thing. Uh, that goes for new games as well as new regions, right? So if you guys see a game that doesn't have a tournament in your region, it's it's pretty much just because we don't have one for that region yet, right? So rally your squad. If you're one of those people out there who's interested, I encourage you to imply no matter what. Um... Because we're not we're not taking late requests of any kind. Uh, clarification we mean it this time. Yeah, we mean it. This this has been a thing that we've had to move in the past for very various reasons, right? Various understandable reasons. But uh, we we have it pretty locked to this time. Like if you're not in, you're not, you're just because you didn't do it, right? That there's no. Yeah, if, if you need to get the uh, bracket for um, Antarctica Choo Choo Rocket in, like you have a week to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we will not be accepting applications for Antarctic Choo Choo Rocket. If you yes, if you're running like uh, Sega Base Fishing or something, like uh, I, I don't <laughs> Sega Base. base fishing. I said Base Fishing, didn't I? Sega Sega Bass Fishing. Jeez, uh, yo, that's base. My my <laughs> my words are bad. It's awesome. Yeah. If you apply to run Ur guys after the deadline, as much as I'd love to see that, we won't do it. If you if you apply to run Ur guys before the deadline, no, nah, I'm fucking with you. Yeah, it, we've run the ring. Worse. Come on, you We've run the ring. Yeah, guys, is hardly even the most offensive. That's fine. I I can just mute the stream. It's fine. It's fine. It's not not the only game you're gonna need to mute the stream for. Uh, the coming coming uh, aside from our commentary, I guess the the game capture has to say that sounds mean. There there are a couple of games where the game capture, uh, that that you're gonna get the audio will be a little, a little cursed. Um. But yeah, um, if if you're interested at all in in joining the big show, uh, we can pretty much say it now. There's over 100 tournaments that we're going to be running, right? Um, if that sounds crazy to you, it sounds crazy to us. Uh, first time we've done that. 
And uh, it's going to be over a whole month, right? It's whole, all four weekends. So check it out. And um, yeah, we'd, we'd really love to have you. The sooner the better. Uh, I, I should clarify, right? If you are thinking about entering as commentary, uh, Bracket Runner, uh, any support staff, we will have that open later, right? Uh, but please, you know, think about it ahead of time as well. We understand that a lot of people, um, especially commentary, right? Where you're constantly looking for opportunities. Uh, maybe you can't commit so ahead of time. You know, we will be uh, actively see seeking those positions over time, uh, closer to the event. And we'll have a separate cutoff, if any. And, uh, you know, if, if you want to get in that big involved process of organizing a new tournament, now's the time. And uh, yep, Definitely. So, yes, yeah, so all you uh, LTOs and streamers out there, uh, yeah, get get in your applications now uh, ASAP. Um, and if you want to see what games we're running that we've already uh, confirmed and have staff for, uh, go ahead and check out the website at vortexgallery.moe.moe, and you can see the the whole lineup as we have it right now. Um, yeah, like uh, Shibaruza said, yeah, we got over a hundred tournaments that we're going to be running um, all throughout that month, so of uh, February uh, going into a little bit of March. But yeah, so definitely check it out. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of uh, action during that month. So yeah, definitely if you haven't already, um, follow us over on Twitch.tv/slash nine five six productions. Um, just so you can get that that whole bundle of notifications of tournaments going live. Because uh, we'll be um, we'll be streaming some ourselves. And we'll also be um, restreaming a few tournaments here and there. Yeah. Um, still got to figure out the schedule and all that. But yeah, definitely uh, shoot us a follow and check us out, y'all. Yeah, uh, we, we mentioned it on last episode. We will have uh, information about scheduling available next year, January. Uh, so do check that out. Um, yeah, so that that's our house right now. You know, we're very, very busy. Uh, and so has everyone else, evidently, because the past week has been full of news. Uh, from unexpected places in a couple of instances. And uh, I guess we can start with uh, the first like announcement that came our way, which was the announcement of the Street Fighter VI second closed beta test. Uh, we didn't talk about the first beta test, I don't believe. Uh, I think we, were, we, we weren't even recording at that time. But the second beta test, um, the fact that we have a second beta test, <laughs> I think is testament to how hungry people are for another opportunity to play this game uh so there's a couple of things that uh i really want to just like hammer in first of all dates uh december 16th through 19th it's going to be available on playstation 5 xbox series consoles and steam and uh, if you apply if you got in for the first closed beta test you do not need to apply even though i got in for the first one and i applied again you do not have to do that you will get access uh, however, if you did not get access the first time, you do need to reapply. So uh, do not expect to be re-entered. They actually changed the way uh, they do the sign-up because people were selling their keys on like eBay uh, to the thing because it was like a, a registration key. So they actually changed the way that you onboard, which is that you have to link your account and it grants the license to your account. You no longer get a key. So for that reason... Because everyone ruined, they ruined it, you know, the first time. You will not be re-entered. You need to do the link before you get entered into the lottery for the closed beta test. So, do it. And uh, signups for that are live on Capcom's website, 
and yes, uh, Street Fighter Six stock ups uh, until Sunday, December eleventh. Yes, December eleventh. It is streetfighter.com slash six. So there you go. You will go to the the number six. No more homie hookups. Yeah, no more homie hookups. Uh, okay. So did anyone else here get the chance to try it out? I did. No. I, 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 I did apply, but I didn't. I did not get. It. Damn, unfortunate. Yeah, I didn't even I'm apply. Not up. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I did get it. I had my, my fun with it. Uh, I'm looking. I'm actually looking forward to trying to, to getting my hands on it again. Um, mostly because uh, out here, in my region, getting matches in Street Fighter V's netcode. I came around to Street Fighter V at the end. I think a lot of people did, but uh, the netcode in my region is like mediocre at best so i know a lot of people i've seen like opinions on twitter like yeah you know street fighter 6 can take its time you know like the beta like street fighter 5 is in such a good place right now and you look at like who they are it's like na players right or people in western europe like they can get good connections you know most of the time down here that's that's really not the case over here in latin america so street fighter 6's online play is like out of this world good so that alone kind of scratches an itch uh that Street Fighter 5 cannot sometimes because sometimes I'm literally even though the game has crossplay right even though it's like super easy to cheap to buy the game now I'm just sitting on queue screens and when I do get a queue sometimes the match is terrible and you know that may not be everyone's experience or particularly the vocal you know side of the, of the player base but uh, I'm really looking forward to having six again just for those crispy connections um yeah it, it was some magic uh is there any 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 questions that i, I want to ask you guys i guess now that uh i actually dug into the game a fair bit do you guys have like any questions anything that you're not sure about with that the game as you've are seen they, it so far are they broadening the like variety of characters they have for the next cbt or is it gonna be uh, the same ones? it is the same which is disappointing it is the same yeah still no pure grappler yeah i mean we know zangief is in the game already we we know the roster but like give us like honda at least or something i don't know why they showed like all those characters and they're not in this they showed uh blanca honda dalsim i mean they have like trailers right i guess they're not i'm sure they're not done 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 but you know i, I think that generally if you're gonna do like something like this you should have like um one of like each of the key archetypes you're gonna have in the game in yeah well i think this is more of a but that's more of a want networking. than a need i guess test than a like actual design and playtesting test oh for sure but it's also like these are these betas are also a marketing opportunity for these companies that's oh, half the reason they do them yeah and i feel like if you want to reach out to all the player base and let them like know how things are gonna be you should like have them have access to like a zoner and a grappler and stuff like that too yeah and, yeah that would be ideal but they just may not have enough characters ready because they want because of that because of the marketing for it they would want them to be I mean, characters that are in the beta, first beta seemed pretty pot like they like they seem shippable. Oh yeah, they were good characters, and they were definitely shippable, and they seem cool. They're definitely the ones they've been putting the focus on. Um, but a lot of people are like, "Hey, man, what about my character?" Or like, "What about the type of character I like to play?" Have been the main things I've been seeing people saying about the previous CVT. Yeah, because they're like, like yeah, where, sure, where, where I guess awesome. Luke or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. There, there weren't any balance changes outside of a few bug fixes in the second beta. No, it seems like there. I think there are. Uh, hold on. There, there are a couple of system changes. There I saw, are no apparently. individual character adjustments. Okay, yeah, they didn't change it, which is really funny because um, I don't know if you guys follow Tragic on Twitter. Um, Guile player. 
has been posting like 80% damage. Guile. Yeah. Like 80%. Or sorry, spreading out the content, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, still posting. Like he's been like recording them. Like he recorded them and he's just been posting them. Like, oh yeah, here's a Guile combo that does 60%, 70%, 80%. He got like 85% or something like that. And so if there's no changes, then he's going to go back in there and he's going to optimize again. <laughs> just. Uh, Shout out to Tragic. Um, yeah. Still doing this shit. Twenty years later, it's like. And people were reacting to all of his uh his videos, being like, "Oh man, they're gonna nerf Guile." So they're gonna nerf the Guile. Comes no, they're not. No, they're not. They no. didn't even do anything. They're like, "There's a good chance that the developers are aware that the characters you think, are no, capable you think of Nakayama doing ain't in there." Like, dude, what is he doing? You think Nakayama doesn't want to see like more of that? He's like, "Yo, you gotta push more clips, bro." I appreciate the combos actually, or the the combo potential in that game having the skill ceiling that it does and it should be a little ridiculous you all, like you also have to make resource decisions for them which yeah. is nice because it's not like a uh, street fighter 4 i'm not going to speak as much about 5 because i tried to avoid that game as much as i could until very late um but in 4 like there was pretty much no resource management because ultra was free and you could only spend it on ultra yeah Whereas the drive, you have to make interesting uh, decisions about because it's also your guard gauge. And it's like, do you overextend yourself to try to extend your lead, or do you try to hold like that? There, that's going to lead to more interesting decision making and potentially you know, stuff like hype comebacks coming from. Yeah, I, I I appreciate them um, taking like doing what other fighting games did and taking a page from Eternal Fighter Zero and having a separate <laughs> gauge for EX moves. And cancels as uh, opposed to supers, which are on their own gauge, because otherwise people just don't do supers. Yeah, they really want you to do supers. They're also like they have like they're like stacked to the to to like the most they can with like iframes. So like they are like yeah, and, well, really so they, good. They, they, that changed actually. Don't the level one? That's actually one of the few changes. Uh, made, like, it, it what they no changed is that, that they no longer have. Yeah, exactly. But also having strike and throwing vulnerability is also extremely still. Like they they got rid that's of really good, that yeah. part, but that still makes like for example like uh, Ken's level one like a really good like uh, super to land and if you need iframes, I mean sure he has EXDP, but doing EXDP uh, drains your 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 drive meter right. So if you have the extremely cheap level one super art with stacked with you know iframes and it's quick startup, you can just go for that instead, right? So. Um, and if you get even if it gets blocked, you get punished countered, then you haven't at least lost the drive gauge that you would have spent yeah, doing the exactly. Where if you do that, you lose that. Yeah, you would lose that extra chunk. punish penalty, and it's a lot to lose. It's a, it's a lot it's to like think about too. Like like you you can think about like all the trade offs that you make right there just just by just by choosing like one <laughs> one like <laughs> no brain gorilla reversal over the other. <laughs> Um, and I appreciate how they have the super set up. It seems like, even though there's pretty clearly a system there, is like the level one is kind of that. Yeah, they are extremely standard super, either as combo filler or as a reversal or something. And then the level two for most characters is a install of some sort. It's like, more utility ish. Yeah, it's more of a utility super. Yeah. And then the level three is the big flashy higher damage, the, the critical like, art. Efficiency, you know, critical yeah. Art, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, sort of yeah. thing you'd end a game with. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I look forward to it. I I, I wonder if there is um, any deeper changes that they've added here. Uh, I know that they they are. I'll I'll read out some of the things that they're explicitly mentioning as new things. 
Uh, the first is, uh, well, I'm going to go through the online ones because they're very short. Uh, they change how input delay works. So the game, the game's netcode has a very simple logic. If your latency is from 0 to 100 ms, there's 0 frames of delay. Okay, rollback netcode, 0 frames of delay. It works really well, by the way. If there's 1 to 200 frames, it's 1 frame. And you see where it's going. So 200 and above, 2 frames of delay. And that may sound ridiculous, because it is. Because there are many games where 2 frames of delay gets you a playable match at 100 ms on a good day right with with rollback but street fighter 6's deck code is just really good so i don't i don't know what they did um anyway they're changing it so that there were a lot of situations where maybe someone's ping is like you you have a ping to that person of like 80 to 100 right so you're, you're playing the game and like the the ping spikes because whatever reason and you know the one frame delay or the zero frame delay switches to one frame or maybe like Further down the line, there's like 180 ms, and they jump to 200, right? So it goes from one frame to two frame, right? Uh, what they're going to do is, if it goes up to a high value, it's going to stay there. So, for example, in that scenario, if somebody's connection gets to 200 ms plus, it's going to set it to two frames, and it's not going to go lower to that. Um, I find it very weird that they're trying to like creatively solve this. I think it's like a better compromise because like, yeah, fluctuating input delay sucks, even if it's one frame. Uh, and I think it makes sense to just like set the delay for the worst case scenario. But like also just let people pick their own delay. What What is this? What, why yeah, are we even say, just, like, why even have why even think about this in the first place? The, the, the best practice is pretty much been known. It, it really feels for over a decade. Yeah, it really feels like they're just trying to, um, like, obscure that part from the user. But, like, everything else in Street Fighter Six seems very happy to just give you all the tools. Just let people set their own delay. I don't understand. You don't, they don't even have to show it for regular players. Like, just make it an option somewhere and deep, make a same default. Like, one is probably fairly safe for the vast majority of cases. Oh, yeah. Two. The, the, the netcode. Um, at one frame would be good for like like ninety nine percent of your use case, honestly. Yeah, especially with how good if the if the online experience is as good as you're saying, and I have no reason to believe that it isn't. Yeah. So so my video, uh, from the videos and streams I was saying, yeah, it seems very good. My my test so, bench yeah, is uh, defaulted to one frame. If people need more, they can put it up more. If they want to go zero frames and want to deal with the rollback, then I mean, I think like that. I think like fluctuating it is fine for like a casual player personally, like because if if it. If they need to add it to be smoother, a player, like a casual player, is not really going to notice one frame. I, I don't think, right? Honestly, uh, a lot of good players aren't going to notice one frame. I, yeah, I also think that. I also think are. that. I didn't want to say that. Yeah. But yeah, I also think a lot of people would not notice that. Especially with, yeah, because the three-frame buffer is there, and it's just like, it's very easy. Very large cancel windows. Um, but, you know, I understand just so just make it so that you can force it to a particular thing like like that that's really i think like a very basic ask i don't really know why it's so hard i wish guilty your strive let me do that because it has one frame of delay no matter what the connection is and some people just have the worst connection i'm just like let me play with two frames or something just help me <laughs> i think part of it is um that a lot of people are gonna hear oh yeah zero is the best i'm always gonna choose zero even if they're playing on wi-fi on the top of a mountain uh, via remote desktop. Amen. Um, and there's other people who are going to see like setting delay and they're going to be like, I'm just not going to do that. 
So trying to take the that out of the, that equation out of people's hands is a good idea, especially since Street Fighter is a mass appeal brand. It's a nostalgia brand before it's a like um, yeah yeah. So game so brand. personally, I know some people were like, oh yeah, but just just let people pick. I do think though that this is a better solution than just letting it constantly go up and down because it is kind of annoying because you do you do get like a match that's like in that sweet spot between the the frame going up and down and it's just like it's constantly going up and down. It's like. Why the fuck does it do that? <laughs> Just let it. But that's the. Yeah, no, I, I get that. So that is better in that regard. But the idea there is if the connection is fluctuating, it should be the rollback frames that are going up and down as needed. Uh, yes, but also like think about like how many frames of delay we're talking about here, right? We're talking about like like eight or nine frames of delay being run with one like with one frame of delay and eight frames of rollback like that, like. That it, it does because it, it you know that that is like te teleporting you know so yeah, I think it's something I, like I, I think that with Mortal Kombat 11 that if, if you hit that many rollback frames it will start force adding delay. Uh, I, I actually have no idea, because... but but I know MK has three frames of delay built in, so they don't even like push it like that. So it's the it other could be. thing that kind of fights against people. It's like, oh, you want the lowest delay possible. But it, I kind of suspect even having like a, a single artificial frame of delay. I mean, I, I personally, I mean, I personally, I go into every single game and I set two frames of delay. And if it doesn't work at two frames of delay, the connection is just not worth it for me. Like, that's my, my thing. So like ACPR, multi-blood, whatever, like two, right? And then if the connection is bad at two, it's either the ping is too far for the match to be good, or it's too laggy or whatever. Like that's my, my yeah, that's like my philosophy. But I understand, you know, maybe maybe that's not what everyone thinks. Um, I, I personally try to run it as low as humanly possible, and I will eat the rollback. I don't care. The only person I've ever I ever run long sets with at more than two frames of delay is um, Anya from Israel. Who, yeah, we play CC and uh, that does not work. <laughs> it's like that's like two fifty something MS. And that's just, like, that's CC caster that two frames all. of that's, yeah, it does. It works. It works fine. It's just we gotta add like three or four frames of the lake. That shit does not play. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you know that's CC caster. Like a straight intercontinental link from where you are to Israel. Like, it's gotta go up and around. It's it goes up and around. That's just what it does. <laughs> I'm telling you, it just fucking does. Um, yeah, so laggy, uh, netcode aside, um, let's talk about the new feature. It says added an option to in reduce input delay in the graphics menu. Turning on, turning this option on will shorten the gap between your inputs and the action happening on screen. This is especially useful if you're using a monitor capable of displaying at 120 Hertz on PlayStation 5 or Xbox series consoles. Keep in mind, uh, this game is not coming out on Xbox One. Uh, now, added, now added, added information. For the Steam version, the same effect can be achieved, and this kind of explains what it is that it does on console. By turning this option on, I, I think you have to turn it on as well. Uh, setting VSync to off, so you're disabling vertical sync, and setting the refresh rate to 120 hertz or higher. So you're making the game display at 120 FPS, ideally, or higher. And please note that depending on the monitor, 
you may experience some tearing. So, um, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, one, one thing I want to remember, I seem to recall that they said that, uh, Street Fighter 6 in the story mode would have, like, a high frame rate mode. Maybe I made that up. Yeah, no, that's what I thought my understanding was, that the PC version originally has 120 hertz mode, but it was only for the offline modes. Oh, yeah, 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 that's what it was. You could run the lobby at 120 FPS. That's what you could do. You could go into the lobby, and it would play at 120 FPS if you if you, if you you uh, up the frame rate. That's what it did. Uh, the way they the, the way they phrase that and adding it to okay, the console yeah. versions. So that information like, that informs. Okay, yeah. So that information informs kind of what's going on here, right? So they have the ability in the game to raise the refresh rate, right? And we've seen this in other fighting games. Samurai Showdown specifically has 120 FPS mode. Uh, we've we've seen this in other fighting games where you know they they raise the the refresh rate, but the game logic still is you know 60 FPS type of thing, right? Um, so what they're saying is that the V-Sync is turning off and they're they're running the game at 120 hertz or higher, and that you may experience some tearing. So why does tearing happen? Basically because the game cannot put out enough frames within the limit, right? So it stops doing frames at a certain point if, if it well, cannot finish it stops doing frames is that it gets pants in the middle of rendering a frame and yeah exactly the screen just blitz it so you have like half of one frame half exactly of so so what what the the game engine is doing i guess if, if you don't know what's going on is it's it's trying to draw 120 frames a second right it's trying right and if it can't finish the frame it's working on within a certain amount of time it, it drops it and it goes to the next one because it needs to show what's happening next more importantly than it needs to show a complete frame. Now, something that is different here is that uh, most console games do not have the ability to disable VSync. Um, they use a uh, double buffered VSync is what it's called, which requires that the game finish its frame, and that leads to dropped frame. Like if if uh, if the game cannot keep up, then the the frame rate goes down because it just it does it cannot drop the frame. It has to finish it. It also it also makes a mess of frame pacing, so you start getting yeah. Uh, if you guys play um like first person shooters, a lot of things you will see this on like console versions of first person shooters, where if you look at the very top of the screen, you'll see that the uh, sometimes there's like little lines, like like a like cut lines at the top that's tearing what's what sometimes happens is that they'll they'll make it so that it can only skip the frame at like a certain very early point in the draw so it, you see like tearing at the very top of the screen only or something like that you, you guys if you play first person shooters that, that that's very common uh so that the frame rate stays high um but what that kind of implies is that street fighter 6 it's gonna run in 120 hertz mode in gameplay but it's not going to run at 120 fps that, that's kind of what they're trying to say in a lot of words that they're they're letting you run it at 120 fps right but it's not going to get there it, it will most likely not get there so that's why they they want you to to have like a, a high refresh rate monitor because so the uh the playstation 5 and the x-bone or the X, whatever the the X, they're calling the, the, the new microsoft know, yeah. thing yeah um they both have amd um 
graphics compute units do they not support FreeSync? okay so that's oh, where we're going FreeSync. that's where we're going okay yeah so there one technology that you can use to uh lower the amount of tearing that you see is called adaptive sync and that, that has different names depending on the vendor so there's like free sync which you mentioned and then there's g-sync which is the nvidia version right and you guys will see these labels on the monitors when you go to like the gaming monitors like near you right you'll see like the the, the display technology or whatever um and so that will uh change the way the 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 screen, the, the screen, it's very complicated, but the, the screen coordinates with the console to refresh the screen a, as fast as the game can put it out, basically. It's, instead of, like, dropping the frame to get to the next one so that it can keep up with the screen, the refresh rate of the screen, it'll, the screen will, like, delay itself a little bit, right? Like, it'll, it'll change its uh, refresh rate to go with the console. So you get, like, more consistent frames but also the input delay is low it's very complicated but the point is that you want to have a, a a display with this technology if you want to use this feature so let, let's think about that for a minute and let's kind of like understand okay so street fighter 6 it's coming out on next-gen consoles okay so first of all your to needs to get a next-gen console now okay great Bad start. That's going to have to happen okay. anyway. Now, yeah, okay, yeah. We haven't even talked about that. Now, uh, there's a new uh, uh, lower input delay mode. So you need to run the game at 120 FPS. Okay, well, your TO has 60 hertz PC displays or whatever, right? With HDMI ins. Not going to work. You can't use this. I mean, maybe you can. Maybe you can. I don't know if they'll, like, disable it if you're running, like, a slow screen. Uh but if if you want to use this now, you need high refresh rate monitors, and uh, they need to have free sync, G sync, whatever, so that there's no screen tear. Um, so running it on a sixty, if you're running 120 hertz on a 60 hertz screen, that actually would have some minor benefit if the console can keep up with it because it would help reduce input delay. Yes, yes. But you won't, you won't get the biggest benefit of having the smoother presentation. Yeah, the smoother, the smoother visuals and stuff. Yeah, no. And yeah, me. So I was gonna say a couple things about yeah, that. Yeah, sure, go. Uh, for people who have not messed with the Tekken Overlay mod in Tekken Seven on PC, the that one of the things that mod does is it actually unlocks the frame rate. So you can run it uh, Tekken at 240 hertz if you want, if you have a profile of PC to do it. And that is transformative in some ways. The game is so much smoother when you do that. And it is actually much easier. Like I've noticed this, and it actually works online, partially because Tekken. Security doesn't care yeah what you flat. do online <laughs> yeah but you can run it online and it works even with people running at 60 hertz because the actual core the net code doesn't care hertz. about that stuff yeah it's it's mainly turning on frame interpolation uh and it so much like it makes like trying to react to specific like slow low slower lows and other moves so much easier yeah, and it also reduces the input delay both online and offline. So it is a much nicer experience that way, and that's also something a very simple, even like a very simple looking genre like music rhythm games, like all those arcade cabinets for you know when they still put them out in Japan. They've been moving all those games to 120 hertz displays, and it's one of those things that seems like, well, why would you do that? And you play on it, and it's like, oh my god, this is so much smoother, and people are just so much more accurate. Like you, you nobody wants to go back once you actually experience that. And I think that's going to be the issue for TOs here as well, is once a major 
developer decides to cross that line and go to 120 hertz and has support for that in the PS5 and Xbox series consoles, uh, players are going to play on it and it's going to be a much better experience because we already know it will be. Yeah. And there's no, you're not going to walk that back. So yeah, TOs are going to need to buy a bunch of uh, 120 hertz monitors probably in the near future. Uh, thankfully, they've been coming down in price. Yeah. So I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say like, you know, if you're looking to upgrade, most displays are good for this. Uh, most monitors. Most monitors have adaptive sync. That's what you need. You need adaptive yeah. sync. Look, like if it has that, you're good. Uh, sync or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it says free sync, G sync or whatever. It it is adaptive it sync. Definitely works. You can generally if it like adaptive sync is like the general generalized yeah, that's name the, for the technology, the but generally things will have free sync because free sync is an open uh, format, as I understand, because AMD usually makes their things open because they need to compete with Nvidia, who locks everything down. Mm-hmm. So free sync is going to be a lot easier to find than G sync, but G sync is pretty available too because N- Nvidia is still the market leader. Yes, yeah. and like the G sync stuff does it does include some additional hardware, and it does. Because the one downside, it's like a fairly minor, definitely worth it in balance, but it does cause the screen display to be a bit darker because it's not consistently refreshing the the backlight. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's like the options G-Sync like that. The module that they put in the monitors, because it is a hardware component, does help with that. Yeah. So it causes uh makes the screen dimming issues less significant. The so good news is that um. 100 120 hertz monitors are coming down in price a lot these days especially if you're not getting other fancy features with it like if all you're looking for is the refresh rate it's not too bad to find that and input delay in monitors is mostly not a problem anymore it used to be a big problem back when we had the standard of the evo monitor and you had to like look up the known display lag for every single monitor now it's rarer to find monitors that have problems with input lag than like to have to search to find one that has good input lag especially since nowadays they're pushing these bots it's like oh we have 360 hertz monitors 500 hertz monitors 600 hertz it's like they some of these monitor manufacturers are getting ridiculous oh but yeah it's, it's also if you have a super powerful graphics card and you want to be full on esports then yeah sure why not but it's uh, but even for console players 120 hertz is a huge upgrade yeah what I'm curious about is how the 120 hertz mode looks on the Xbox Series S. Uh, I mean, I'm not worried about that. I mean, I think a lot of people are kind of sweating about like this game having like a PS4 version, and also that, right? But like, Resident Evil curious. comes out I... and and it has like amazing graphics and it runs at like smooth as butter, and it, it's on like everything, and it's like. This is the same engine. They can make that happen. I'm not really yeah, no, worried, I'm not about, worried about the the game looking like the PS5 and Xbox Series versions will look fine. I'm not worried about that. I've just the Series S at 120 hertz. I'm like, where are they going to get that horsepower? It's going to look kind of potato. I mean, I mean, because there are some other games. Because I think there's a couple like a, a couple of racing games that actually do support 120. Okay, so the, the, the thing Xbox that you're Series talking X about is Dirt right. Five, and that was yeah. a bug. It turned out. Aww. So when okay. Dirt 5 came out, I know this. It, it had 100, 120 hertz mode, and it dropped to Nintendo Switch resolutions uh, it, when it was running at 120 FPS, and it was a bug. They fixed it. Oh, so, so it did 960p? Uh, it did 540. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so it does look worse, but not that bad. 
Yeah, that they they fixed it. So apparently it was it was just not working the way it was it was supposed to. Uh, but yeah, um, Hagrid, how do you feel about uh high refresh rates in in your displays? I don't feel like how to buy dozen monitors. <laughs> I know you're laughing. It's on a PVM. I mean, I think it's I think it's a good thing. Like, um, you know, like Kumubo was saying, like it's it's better for the players. But um, yeah, as a TO, like. You know, there. I mean, it's it's already happening, right? With this next gen Street Fighter Six, um, Tekken Eight, you know, probably Project L. Like, this is the next generation of games. So, you know, the next generation of consoles and all that stuff. Um, in the past, it used to be okay. Yeah, you buy the game, you buy the console, and then you're set. Yeah. Um, maybe you know, peripherals becomes a thing. Like, you might have to get adapters or whatever as a TO. Thousand dollars with a DLC. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but now we're talking about monitors. Now we're talking about maybe switching over to PC. So like the expenses are really starting to add up, and um, it's 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 tough, especially like these days, right? Like there, there's a lot of pressure, you know, economically on on folks these days. So yeah, yeah I don't know. It, it's it's really hard to say. Like I I do think that. You know, from a player perspective, like sure, like having you know high refresh rate stuff is cool and all, but when you put that pressure on TOs, where okay, now they need because you know as a player you're buying your own stuff, right? Like yeah. you choose you, to buy your own. You stuff. you make your super high end setup. You know you got your G Sync monitor with your Nvidia graphics card and all this crap. You're playing on PC, having a good time. Your yeah. 21 inch Silicon Graphics International CRT monitor. Oh geez. <laughs> Yeah, but then you, as a TO, you need, you know, you need at least, like, two, right, for a local. If you're talking about a regional or a major, like, you know, you start scaling that up, and, like, it becomes really expensive really fast. And so that's something that's uh, been a worry, right? Like, um, you know, especially in the retro community, or not retro community, but, um, like, uh, recent games where, um, you know, NYC Furby, Arturo, has made a really big push and has been doing a lot of the the groundwork to make some of this tech, like you know, accessible um, into the accessible yeah. and into the hands of players, right? Um, but you know, on the flip side of things, like it is expensive, and yeah, there. I mean, it's not as expensive as it used to be, especially when it comes to the high refresh rate monitors. Um, it's a lot cheaper than it used to be, um, but it's still expenses, right? And um, you know, as we'll probably talk about a little bit later, you know. There's not a lot of money in the FGC, um, you know, and it's hard to get these sponsorships that um, are have become endemic in like PC game, you know, esports. Yeah. Um, we don't really have that yet. Um, is it a thing that may happen in the future? I mean, you know, we ourselves have worked with um, PC sponsors, you know, to run our last event, right? Um, so it it's starting to happen, but I mean, you know, the, the need for to... gear might bring that stuff. Yeah, so yeah, so it's kind of like a, you know, chicken and egg kind of problem. But that's only at the large scale of things, right? Like if you're running locals, like you're not going to reach those sponsors mo more often than not, right? Yeah. So then um you'll start have, to, you know, but usually with locals, you know, you're relying on your players to, you know, start bringing equipment. Um but now like, you know, mo it just it just becomes a whole thing, right? Like so I don't know. It, it's really hard to say. I think that like 
as long as we all have patience with each other, right? As, uh, as players have patience yes, with TOs, right. yeah. and TOs have patience with players, and like we try to come at this and work through this together, right? Like this generation change is like one of the biggest um, that's going to be happening in our communities, and for all sorts of reasons, right? Like if if you look at our you know our topic list for today, like every single one of these things kinds of is a reflection of the generation change that we're you know we're facing yes you know, i um, agree in the next yeah like year to a few years right so yeah i think you know as long as we're all patient with each other and try to work towards you know a shared goal of just mashing buttons with each other and having fun and being competitive at it i think it'll be all right but um with that said it's gonna be rough it especially this first part right as people are really diving into this change right like i mean because even think of like ps5s right like don't even like leave pcs out of it right it, it's still hard to get ps5s <laughs> you know like so still can't get that shit the price yeah, is still they're, they're, the prices are yeah, still up and they're not going down yeah. right so yeah they raised prices they raised them they yeah raised, i forgot about that yeah outside the u.s yeah so yeah i so they're just becoming available now in the u.s yeah. Where you can actually I mean, they're them. on shelves over here. The yeah. thing is that no, over here they're rare because nobody wants to buy them because they're expensive. Because they're just yeah, like they're expensive. There's not a lot of games out. I mean, and also another thing like to consider, like it's always memed about, but the PS5 is huge, right? It is huge. Table is space, donkey. like think about table space in majors, right? We're already cramped a lot of the times. Like sometimes you're button chairs with people, right? When you're playing in your pools, like. Now you're adding this like console that's like you know two times one and a half or two times bigger, and then you have to have like fancier monitors. Like things are more delicate. Like it's yeah yeah yeah. Do we want to talk about that? Compounding Um, concerns. We had the. um, Do we want to talk very briefly about Evo again? Um, The uh, DNF dual setups had larger monitors. Oh yeah. Right, and that monitors were sponsored by Sony Inzone. Yes. Yep. Yeah, they were they're, they're. Dope monitors. They were cool. Yeah, they were like the from the future. Yeah, yeah, they were like super futuristic. Um, yeah, they're super cool, but yeah, they're huge, right? So like when we were setting up the stations and everything, like we couldn't have as many stations at in the same table space, right? Yes, because the monitors were bigger. And then if you add PS fives to that, like you know, as opposed to having you know the typical one table with four setups like now you're thinking about one table two setups or maybe three setups right so what like 32 inch monitors or something it feels like they've definitely gotten bigger because you know the aces what were they that's a really good question classic ones no those are 24 inch monitors and that felt big at the time i think they were 20 i think they were 27 inch monitors because that's yeah that's the one that uh yeah they weren't a full 32 yeah they're i think 27 or yeah 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 that's that's Um, what i remember yeah that much i mean it is when you're already that tight on table space it doesn't matter yeah but yeah i mean like it's it's gonna be a thing right and it's gonna be like it's you don't you don't think about those things like as a player right like oh you know table space like you know it's not not really something that's really on your radar right i do want to say though um, i mean you could do something like put all of your monitors for a station on like a fucking forearm vase amount or something but I do not want to rig up a visa, visa mount at a at a venue. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, well, I mean, you could probably get table mounts, and they would because I mean those tables tend to be pretty sturdy. Bring a fucking impact driver and some bolts. Just bolt them directly to the table. 
Might no, be I mean, that, that's Evo, right? But like a lot of these tables, you know, they're using like card tables, right? Like or like those stand-up plastic tables. Like those aren't sturdy. You're not you're not oh, impact yeah, no, driving you are, into those, right? You are <laughs> like, not mounting a table into one of those plastic. Yeah, there's packages. no way you're do putting not a least amount on any of those. I do want to flip the coin though. Fall over. I do want to flip the coin though. I think uh, if you are you you alluded to this earlier, Hagere, uh, with um, the players bring their own stuff. Uh, I think if you're a PC a manufacturer and you you try to get gaming audiences street fighter 6 is perfectly positioned to be like the game you show on the the demo of your laptop right for example mm -hmm. because the game's minimum requirements are the most popular parts on the market so gtx 1060 amd ryzen 3 those are far and away according to steam hardware surveys the most popular kinds of cpu and gpu right and the game is pretty well optimized i mean you know like you'll see like uh some you'll see some you'll see some very i think dishonest uh marketing from other vendors out there well they'll show like cyberpunk on a on the coming out of like the laptop screen of like a thing with like a ryzen integrated graphics thing i'm like no you can't yeah. do that <laughs> I, I love those copies yeah those are those are good but if you're like if you're really trying you know the, sometimes they'll be like you buy our laptop you'll get a free copy of call of duty or whatever like you could you know you could say yeah. this laptop comes with 120 hertz screen and it's you know it's got perfect specs for street fighter 6 like this is not this is the first time i think that you can really like position like hey you can play this new fighting game on this thing, right? And um, I think that is that makes the whole experience a little more accessible because, like, here my personal setup, which tears through the recommended specs, like I, I've built that up over years. But if a, if you're a new player and you want to get on this PC action, you can buy one of these laptops, like, you know, nine hundred thousand bucks maybe, and you have the whole thing, right? You know, right? You walk away with the whole thing. So, like, I really do think. You know, if you're if you want to address the players, you want to get that audience in the fighting game community. Like this is a really good game for that. Um, I I also do want to add a caveat. Now I know because it's out there that Sony is working on lowering the input delay of the PlayStation Five SDK. Right there, like Multiverses came out, it had like two frames of delay on every platform. Right, like even the new the next gen consoles. Like this is something they're working on. But, you know, keep in mind that even if the, this input delay reduction thing does its job, there are other areas of the stack that can input, introduce input delay. Remember, Street Fighter 6 Beta had five frames of input delay. The last one, uh, I feel like that was under the radar because people didn't really want to talk negatively of the game or whatever. But I feel like, like, if other games came out and they said, oh, we got five frames of delay, they'll be like, uh, somebody needs to fix this. What's going on? Why isn't it like three or, you know, four at, at max? Um... It, it, it would be kind of funny slash sad if, you know, Street Fighter 6 comes out, PS4 version still has lower input delay because the software stack just has less input delay natively and the, the high refresh stuff just can't get it lower or something. Or it's like equal, right? Oh, wait. SF6 is coming out for PS4 too? Yes, it is coming out for PS4. There's a dedicated uh... PS4 version. Oh damn! So I... far, anyway, we haven't seen anything about it. We have not yeah. seen it, but it is announced. PS5 only, but I don't think that's well. I don't like, think feasible right now. I don't. I don't think it's like they they would love to. I think it's like they care about serving the customer base there because Resident Evil Four Remake 
literally had a separate like thing where they're like yeah we're pleased to announce this game is coming to ps4 guys and they like initially announced it for for like the next generation of consoles and they're like yeah you know the game director is like on the the capcom presentation he's like yeah guys uh we're working on ps4 version please look forward to it and everyone's just like yeah great i mean it just seems like they they really want to address like lower hardware like you know, Capcom Capcom has done that for a long time. I mean, they did Monster yeah, Hunter yeah. for years and years and years on hardware, on portable hardware, and uh, the new Monster Hunter Rise was on Switch. So, my worry about that, especially the crossplay, is if you're stuck having to fight somebody on PS4 and then they have like a 30 second loading screen, you're like, man. Yeah, like, that is that is that. that is the one part uh, I could see that you know if you're playing someone on PS4, it's gonna have a, a long loading time. the The loading times in in the beta on PC were were very quick. Um, in my experience, I mean, there's also the whole thing of like, um, while they say that there's lots of PS4s getting sold and out in the wild, and they're in practice, many people still don't have it. So, if you want your game to like take off, you got to make it so people have access to it. And part oh, of that's gonna oh, be yeah, you're gonna have to support the PS4 as a skew. Oh, yeah, to some degree at least. I'm sure it won't look as nice, and that's why we're not seeing it. That's one reason, well, people thought that with the previous generation too, going from PS3 and Xbox 360 to PS4, Xbox One. But by the time it turned out, like a lot of those last gen ports were largely a waste because even it's like, yeah, you had way more units. Well, sold. I mean, but the vast majority of people who were actively buying games in that period were buying on the new generation. That may not hold true. I think the issue with that, yeah, right. though, that people could get the new generation. Right. Yeah. Partially because of uh, supply issues, partially because of economic concerns. I, I do think, though, that the issue with that is that the the Xbox 360 version of a game on the Xbox One was so radically different. It sometimes it wasn't even the same game. That it it the software was built very differently between those generations. Here with the PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5, that cross compatibility stuff that they're working on, you know, the the, the way it's so similar, it's not not really as true, right? Like that. The, the games, you know, sometimes they have like a 60 FPS mode. Sometimes they have like ray tracing, right? But they sometimes they're just the same game, like with some nicer graphics, right? So um, I think with with fighting games, there's more concrete differences that'll be immediately obvious. But uh, I, I'm not I'm not too worried about it, honestly. I think it's going to be fine on PS4. I'm, I, in fact, I'm sure I think it's going to be good and people are going to be like uh does it really matter <laughs> yeah, it'll, i mean it'll probably be 60 F, especially since they need to 60 fps so it'll probably be 60 fps on the oh i don't or... question that i, I was yeah, just saying so like like in terms of like next gen differences fine. it's just probably look like won't look as nice obviously much softer image everyone's gonna look like that one little grunt from the background of the street stage that everyone keeps screenshotting <laughs> you guys know what it looks like yeah you got everyone's seen it even if you haven't played the game uh let's see um yeah so uh Check it out. I I don't I didn't stream mine last time because I was like I just want to play the game. I just want to be a fiend, and I was really busy that weekend. I really should not have played as much of that first beta as I did that that weekend. But maybe this time, I'll, I'll do some content or something. I don't know. Who's who knows? We'll see. I, I do want to play though. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, let's see. Let, let's let's go to the next uh next next topic. Uh, Arc Revo Japan happened. Um. Because you guys haven't been paying attention to Arc Revo, uh, they did three different regions: North America, Europe, and uh, Asia. It was not—it was not just Japan, right? It was Japan and Korea, yeah. So this was the particular Japan stop uh, that they did. And uh, to spare you guys the the hilarious 
DNF duel gameplay that went down at that tournament. There's some really great clips of people just dying for making every correct decision and dying. There's like a really funny clip of the DNF tournament winner semifinals. Uh, it's a sharpshooter player against a striker player. And the sharpshooter player gets like three hard reads, but he leaves the opponent in awakening, which is like the comeback mechanic of like less than 30% really? health. And yeah, you get, if, if, to, Hager already knows. Uh, so, so he, he like, he has to stop pressure cause he gets a hard knockdown and <laughs> the striker gets like a dive kick. And so he has to block and he gets guard broken and dies from full health and just gets TOD guard broken into TOD. Uh, <laughs> it's really funny. That game is, uh, is certainly something special. And, uh, we got news about that game apparently getting dlc because nobody was sure if that was even going to be a thing uh but it is and uh, we also saw a much more substantial update about guilty you strive uh kind of breaking the, the silence i feel like people were when they announced uh who was it that they announced sin sin came out like a couple days later people were like oh finally there's updates from guilty you Strive. i was like wasn't the last update like two months ago when did bridget come out bridget Let's see, just see, that content is old and busted now. We need more content. I, three months? That came out like... Yeah, I was like, that man, you guys, are, you guys are really... Oh, yeah. Everyone was like, this. we're starved for content. There was like a video from an influencer that I'm not going to name because I don't want to... Hey, I don't want to, you know, be negative or anything, but they, they said that they wanted better communication from Arxis. I was like, the game... The last update was like a month and a half before that video came out. I was like, what? <laughs> I was, I was, you guys are wild. DNF dual players. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was wild. Yeah, it's just like a crumb of content, right? Like, is this game real or not? Like, were we tricked? Like, so uh, I'm gonna, for those of you watching, um, if you're, if you're listening in, just follow along. I'm gonna go over the, uh, the stuff that they announced for Guilty Gear really quickly because I think this is a really nice, meaty update. So, the three things that they did where they're going to announce balance, battle balance changes for all the characters. I'm not getting into that. It's Arc System Works Balance. You know, you're going to get what you're going to get. Uh, network mode updates. They did the obvious changes that people have been yelling about for a year now. We'll get into that in a minute. And then crossplay implementation. The announcement of crossplay coming to Guilty Gear Strive on December 15th. Uh, that is the same weekend as the Street Fighter 6 closed beta test. So have fun, everybody. Um, so, uh, Battle Balance. Uh, they said they are going to buff for characters other than the highly rated. I believe that. Arxis has never lied about that ever. Um, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not really going to get into it. Oh, happy for I mean, you or, buff. yeah, happy for you or sorry that happened. Whichever one applies to your character. Uh network mode updates so they're finally adding a connection indicator before you get into the match you can see the ping you can see the ping not not the connection bar the ping you can see both actually but you can see the ping oh, of the person ping? yeah wow. and uh, also they're finally fixing the thing where if you pull up the r code of somebody it takes like five minutes to load it they're finally <laughs> fixing this apparently i didn't know this was still an issue this was an issue in the beta in all of the betas <laughs> oh, <laughs> but man. here we are um they're they're doing this is the part that satisfied me personally as they're they're updating the ranked towers so the tower mode they're uh they're adding the option to skip the rating updates that plays every time you uh you move up and down a floor you can yeah. skip that 
you can and 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 the annoying part about that is that if you get the rating update you are kicked out of your set they are removing that behavior they are fixing it so that if you get a rating update you are not kicked out of the set you can finish the set uh which is cool i guess um they're changing the way you can enter certain rooms in a floor uh when you're in a, a rank tower i don't like that system Apparently, people like this change. I have no idea. I don't like the tower in general. The, that that thing where you're like on autopilot in quick play and you get like kicked out during a set. That's like the thing that bothered me. So that is like okay, cool, great. And also, you can see if somebody's like got like a million ping before you connect to them, which was another issue. Um, because an echo's good, but it can't fix that. And the other thing is, uh, this kind of seemed obvious, but when the Xbox version of the game comes out in 2023, it will have crossplay uh, out, out of the gate, is what it seems to have. So that's good. You know, I think uh, Guilty Strive coming to Xbox is really great. Uh, I, I'm really glad that Arxis is kind of like more willing to to branch out of kind of their, their Japanese game developer roots. It, it seems like good growth for the company. Uh, they're responding well to now being like the most watched uh fighting game dev slash pub you know until capcom comes in and does f 6 you know and i guess we'll see what happens with tekken we haven't even, we don't even have tekken on the docket we'll, we'll talk about tekken after this um and then dnf duel so i only have a screenshot of specter uh my timeline blew up when this character showed up on the screen my timeline like nuclear bomb uh Apparently, people like, you know, Spectre from Hit Fighting, Hit Hit Online Game Dungeon Fighter Online. I don't doubt you for a moment. Oh no, don't meme that because that's like one of the most successful. Oh yeah, it is one of the most. I, I have an account of DFO. Okay, everyone does. It came back <laughs> twice. Yeah. Name another game that came back twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, happy for you guys. Uh, this seems to line up with a, a prediction people had where there was like a a one-year illustration and there was like a cake a model and there were like little characters on the cake and one of them was specter so people think that the entire dlc got spoiled by that so uh don't look that up if you don't want to get spoiled i guess <laughs> uh or do i don't know people seem to think that is true just because like one character on that thing was uh was uh actually in the dlc lineup um the other thing they announced is the battle balance update. And I just grabbed this really funny screenshot. I, I even left the, the thing where it says full screen thing just because it was so funny. Where it says buffs for more than 100 skills. Because that's what this game needs. It needs buffs. Characters need to get buffed. That's what it is. Um, apparently, they're yeah, also... Nobody touch a death ability that. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Master has, has. Sure. Make it more stupid. Sure. Why not? Let's do it. So uh, they're also promising to buff a guard cancel. Uh, I think guard cancel should not work the way it does in this game. To be honest, I said that much when I read a review about it. But uh, I hope it works. Apparently, they're also changing the evasion, which is like the the. I don't. The role. It yeah, the role, which is not a role and doesn't really work like a role. It's it's very strange. Um. I, ho eight years recovery, I hope so it. Bad. I hope it works like a KOF role. Like that's what I complained about. I was like, this needs to work like rolls in KOF. It would be perfect. This is this would be perfect if it could just do that. Um, you think it's like, oh, this would be useful fighting someone like Hitman? Like, right? Nope. Nope. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing kind of like what they, uh, what they do with this. Like, if they actually like change the systems substantially, like it could be cool, right? 
Uh, but uh, I don't know. When is this update? I actually have no idea. December 15th. I believe. Yeah, same day. That's soon. The same day as fucking Guilty Gear. <laughs> I mean, it's probably like the last day they want to get this done before the holidays. Where everyone yeah, everyone's like out of the office. Yeah, it's going to be out in December. Let's see. It doesn't say. Maybe it does. I'm not sure. Wait. Wait. What? Hold on. They're announcing this game for Nintendo Switch? Oh, it is coming out for Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Switch is next Wait, year. Next year. Next year. DNF Duel is coming yeah. to Switch next spring. Wait. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Dude, I'm, I'm hella hyped. So I will say, <laughs> uh, I I have the DBFZ Switch version, very good. Obviously, it doesn't have rollback. I want to see if they get rollback working on this, uh, I, or rather, I want to see if they somehow can't get it working on this, <laughs> and uh, this becomes like a version with like delay netcode or something. That'd be really unfortunate. Um, that'd be cool. Because you could you can have that netcode and then just delay the rollback or disable the rollback. Disable, yeah. So to reduce processing. I think that's like what the Nicktoons game does when you have a. Yes, uh, it does do that. I mean, but rollback isn't just like not able to be done on Switch, right? It's no, just... no, it's not. Like the thing is that like. There have, have been various fighting that. games that have come out in the past where the game has rollback netcode on all platforms except Switch because, except Switch, and then yeah. the developers come out and say, "Yeah, it's because we couldn't get the CPU to do it fast in, the game fast enough for for rollback." So I hope that that's not what happens here. Please pray that that is not what happens. Oh my god! Oh man, that would. Yeah, I've I've heard that from like two different developers now where. Um, they're just like, yeah, you know, we we made the game and it has rollback, but on the seat on the switch, it just doesn't run fast enough, so we yeah. go to delay. Uh, yeah, that is absolutely because I've heard that on multiple games as well. I and thought it was it just is... because they just didn't want to fuck around with Nintendo code. Uh, no, it's not, I mean, it's, maybe, it's, it's, but it's a power issue. It's like you think that you think the PS4 and Xbox One CPUs are potato. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Way more underpowered. Oh man, that's. Yeah. So let's let's hope. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure. I don't. I don't. I think that they would. They would not screw this up. But I mean, we'll see, right? Um. We'll see. Yeah. I did. I didn't know that was that news. So yeah, December. Uh. Well, we're in December, so I guess in the next couple of weeks we'll have that update. And uh, I should I should play that game again. I know Hagrid, you're gonna be playing it probably. You like that game. Like it. You probably yeah, like it the most game. out of everyone here. I think yeah, it's alright. Um, I haven't played it in a while, just because I was unlocking characters at Evo. Oh yeah, that was wait. You were doing <laughs> we that? Were oh yeah, no, like a bunch of people were doing that. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Cor I think it was mostly Corin and I had to do a bunch. Kumubo yeah, did some. Yeah, sixteen setups. Yeah. Mm. Oh joy! It sucks that we have to do that, but it did bring me back to the old bad days in a fun kind of way. It didn't take that long. The to bad do old days. Yeah, it wasn't Excellent. too bad. Once upon a time, you had to unlock characters in every fucking fighting game if you're running event. It fucking sucks so bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Most of the really old stuff, you could just copy a save and be done with it. The worst was on the PS3 when, like, Street Fighter 4 Vanilla, you had to unlock characters that way because you couldn't even copy saves back on the PS3 because yeah. they tied to the account. Yep. That was so stupid. Well, I mean, there actually was a way to do it, but that had its own issues. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm hella hyped for more DFO. Like, finally, they announced some shit. Like, yeah. come on. It, it was not clear if there was even going to be content yeah, updates for I, this game. I, I thought, okay, maybe it's over. You know, like, um, maybe, you know, maybe we're in Granbu versus Land now. 
Um, Speaking of that, oh yeah, that also is a thing. Um, they're gonna announce more uh, info about that game, right? Or, or no, they yes. said that they're working on information. They said that they're working on they're working on uh, content for the long term yeah. health of the game was the words they used, and yeah. so everyone's yeah, like, I thought they they did, or maybe this was at the last Psy Games Cup that happened. Was that last week? I don't know. Um, I just did, know that uh, F F what is it? FKHR yeah, said something. HK, yeah. The director yeah. of both verses and Fukuhira. Yeah, Fukuhira, the director of both the mobile game and Rainbow Fantasy Versus. Um, yeah, and I thought he'd specifically commented that they were going to have announcements at uh, Grand Blue Fest in January. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's not, supposedly not they haven't really been able to announce anything yet because they're working on long term updates or something. Yeah, yeah. Long term yeah. updates like Female Draft. Um, I don't know. Like I've heard all like a I mean, million jokes only, about it. A anything the only except long term. Yeah. Yeah. Update I can think of is rollback, right? Like that's what everybody wants. That's what everybody's been asking for. Yeah. Hopefully it happens. You know, for all the GB versus fans out there. It. Um, it's possible. Um. I, if they're phrasing it as long term updates, I don't think it's going to be. They're just going to announce GB versus two because I think if they did do a GB versus two, they would put rollback in. I mean, yeah, I can agree with yeah. that. Yeah, I think they would. So um, I don't think they're avoiding rollback uh, because they hate rollback. I think they're that they probably just don't have the development staff to do something like that easily. Exactly. Like yeah. more characters and art assets and stuff is something they can manage. But um, some yeah, sort of like architectural thing like rollback is going to be a bigger ask although Psygames games has that money if they wanted to they could do it it's just how are they also going to do that in a way in which it monetizes the game or builds value as a brand for them in a way to make it worth it for them on paper yeah yeah definitely i feel like gb versus is the probably the biggest victim of covid right yes. in terms of the oh, yeah. game community like, that game was going to be the main game at evo that was going to be the game right that was going to be the game um in all, every sense of the word but and it, yeah, like, at that time it did look like it was going to eat street fighter 5's lunch in many yeah, ways for sure but um yeah you know unfortunately now i would say second place would probably be uni just because of the, oh like, man the i forgot yeah people have been like oh yeah anniversary of uni yeah um yeah all right r.i.p yeah <laughs> and then the, and then the pandemic changed every i mean the, yeah. those changes were happening it just accelerated that so much more quickly well i mean i feel like with uni in particularly though like killed their momentum there oh, just, was so much started. momentum like things were looking really good the community was hype you know the game was getting a lot of love at majors and um yeah didn't have the net code for uni though that could not survive the pandemic although i will say shout outs to the crew who has made um the weekly like uh on ranked lobby yeah the ranked nights yeah yeah that that's nice i i really appreciate that you know obviously it's not perfect but it's something right and again it's back to the roots right back to the community roots so um yeah good for them um hopefully there's better news in the future um but yeah well you know First things first, right? I guess uh, Melty Blood TL, right? You gotta, gotta make sure you gotta that... make that money. You gotta announce <laughs> you gotta that. Make money, yeah, you gotta uh, announce that Mahoyo tie-in character. Yeah, got 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 bills to pay uh, for French bread. So um, you know, but I'm sure they have not forgotten. Oh, maybe. far from it, far from it. I'm yeah, sure yeah. they. I, I know, I know. They they want they want to do things too over there. Um, but yeah, but 
um yeah lots of news for lots of news from our people in japan in general yeah 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 the the, i heard i i was working another event at the time so i didn't get to watch too much of it but yeah uh, the streams were pretty cool with the exception of you know uh a, a triumphant kind of thing going on um but yeah you know for the most part i heard it was a pretty cool event so definitely uh, tune in and watch that if you haven't already. Yeah, the VODs are out there. It's like one long eight-hour VOD, but at least the stream quality isn't really bad, like your usual Japan tournaments. Yeah, that that was... Uh, that, that was the first thing I noticed on, when man. I pulled up the VOD. I was like, wow, you can actually see what's going on on the screen. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I need to hear the commentary screaming and blowing to, out yeah, the microphone. Yeah, you need to hear the, the commentary peaking. Would, of my would headphone. be a Japanese event without that? Uh... Yeah, you need to yeah, hear the commentary weird, peaking. Like, they, that, they, at least the metro Japanese, Japan area, major metropolitan areas, they're wired very well. So you can get, you know, every... I mean, it's it's have. not a bandwidth issue. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like, like, you see these event streams, they look like they came off an SBO 2003 DVD. Oh, That's speaking the aesthetic, of bros. Those... <laughs> yeah, it, it's an aesthetic, really. Yeah. <laughs> City pop. <laughs> <laughs> What what do you got for me about uh SBO DVDs? Um, oh, I I I I bought the Arcana SBO DVDs. Um, great. we can watch them the next time we have an event. Oh, sick! We can play them at a we can play them on we'll a screen somewhere. We should bring them. Yeah. Hell yeah! We should like I I really do think that though. Like we should have like a like uh an area where it's just like some kuso or like some old dvds or something it's just like this is the culture all right you guys gotta learn like you guys who came here for street fighter 6 this is the real shit we just have to have like an area where, like i don't know like sit down like i'm telling you we got it we gotta sell the vhs of whatever our next event is <laughs> yeah. Yo. That is we're gonna we're gonna put these podcasts out on uh Cassettes, that dude. Yeah. Oh my god, when I was in Japan, like cassettes are blowing up over there, yo. Really, like I went I've to never heard of this. I went to um Tokyo Hands and like they had a whole like area just full of like uh cassette players and like they were selling like mixtapes on cassettes, they were selling blank cassettes for like 700 yen, like insane prices. Like the the, the retro. Audio 700 yen's not bad for a, like, bad. a oxide tape, actually. People are selling those for like fucking 20. Yeah, but man, I, I was just like, wow, it's it's a thing over there. Like, it's it's really booming over there, the, the whole cassette culture. So, yeah, retro. Retro in it, every, every sense of the word, right? Retro is pain these days, man. <sighs> yeah, because you go, you go to like... Uh... like 20-inch BBM costs. Oh, dude, uh, one day, one day I'll have one not. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, that's one of those technologies that's not going, like, it's never really going to become viable to make CRTs on a small scale. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not Whatever. like something, something like with vinyl, we'll, we'll say with record, vinyl records. It is, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a niche thing, but it's also viable to make those in small for some boutique. Yeah. Even like vacuum tubes, you can make on a small scale somewhat viably, but like CRTs are too complicated and too dangerous. Yep. Yeah, and too heavy. Magic, too magical. Yeah, no, I I always think of like uh, when you go to um, 
like artist alleys. I've gone I've gone to a couple of different artist alleys where they'll have like a, a mini monitor and they'll have like a game or shout outs to um Saigados who uh they they go to artist alleys and they have like a SNES or they'll have like uh arcade hardware out like as a super gun and they'll people can try like a weird game. Like stuff like that uh is really appealing to me because I think people uh in the modern environment maybe don't get exposure to that stuff like they don't just see people playing like a breakers or like a Karnovs or like a, mm-hmm. you know stuff like that so like i really do think um uh, in the future it'd be cool to kind of have like a demo booth for like a bunch of weird old stuff like <laughs> just something like we, we're gonna bring some stuff you guys are not gonna know what it is check it out things like that um yeah. deep as the iceberg go yeah exactly uh but uh how did this conversation go from like dnf duel to like yeah, old retro games <laughs> you know, know. <laughs> just, dvds totally went down yeah 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 i asked you about dvds uh, we were talking about production values uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah well back to yeah. back to yeah back to the cold let's let's dump a cold bucket of water on reality for a minute and talk about the smash world tour okay so last time we were here I asked, what's been going on lately? And the answer I had for myself in my mind was a lot of Smash stuff. So it's been kind of tuned out, right? And then it all exploded violently. And now it's everyone else's problems. So in case you missed it, uh, Smash World Tour. Okay, and apparently a lot of Smashers don't know this. I talked to a bunch of people about this. Apparently they don't really know the distinction if they're not paying attention. So Panda Cup is the official North American tournament super smash bros melee and ultimate okay that means that nintendo officially backs them okay that's panda cup it is operated by panda global there is something else called smash world tour which sounds official but it is not official at all it is run by vg bootcamp you've probably heard of vg bootcamp they are a long time tournament streamer for smash if you're fgc a more fgc adjacent maybe you've heard of xanadu they they also run that they, they have uh hands in that so um Smash World Tour was supposed to have their finals, and if you're not really sure what the, the tour was, basically they were running uh, a bunch of events, and they were all like qualifiers, like a world tour, like an official world tour, right? And they were, and these were like international, so they they could they had events in Japan, they had events in Europe, in South America, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They had a, a a dojo system for online events as well for Ultimate. I don't I don't know if Melee was included there because of the situation. Uh, but I know for Ultimate it was. Uh, and they were going to have their international finals uh, in about two weeks. And they announced that the entire thing was canceled. They are done. Uh, and the uh, reason, the, the given reason for this is that they were informed that they could no longer operate without a commercial license. And we'll get into that here because I think a few of us can talk about it. But uh, they were not, they were told that they can no longer operate with a commercial license. They have an event coming up in in two weeks and you know they don't have a commercial license because they're not when i said back they're not given the license by nintendo to to run this commercial activity it's it's a community thing really i mean vg bootcamp's been around for a long time but they are operating for for profit right like they're going to make money they're handling money so they need to have a commercial license and they're not handling a small amount of money either. they're they're not handling a small they're hundreds of thousands of dollars thousands of dollars yeah like potentially it's it's actually wild how much money they managed to scrounge up for what is effectively a community term series. Yeah, yeah, it, it, potentially millions of dollars in production costs, right? Like this is what we're talking about. So, um, yeah, uh, they 
they they are put in a position where they have to cancel the tournament because Nintendo has suddenly told them they can no longer operate without a commercial license. What is the alternative that you get, you know, sent a cease and desist letter or worse, right? Uh, and their statement included, right, uh, the the airing of allegations, right? We'll call them allegations for now. Uh, that Panda Global, ha- their CEO, um, who goes by various names, some maybe you've heard of Doctor Allen, you maybe you've heard of uh, Samurai Bunny. We'll we'll call him Allen. Um, this guy is going around to various tournaments uh, associated with the Smash World Tour through this dojo system or just official ranking tournaments that I'm that I mentioned, saying that. Uh, they might get shut down that the smash world tour is going to get shut down by nintendo that you should not do business with them and so i guess in in an, in making that statement about the reason that they had to shut down saying that nintendo is no, is not willing to grant them a license for an event they have two weeks to go for they say okay well we we've been we feel like we've been sabotaged by this guy who has Nintendo's backing going around and basically saying, yeah, you should not, you know, run with Smash World Tour. I know they're going to get canceled. If you run with them, then your event might get canceled too in a way that sounds like he has the ability to influence that, right? Uh, We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Panda Global has responded to this in a very sidestep way, and so has Nintendo, weirdly enough. So Nintendo made a statement through IGN initially uh, advising players that uh, they never asked the Smash World Tour to cancel. And they actually doubled down on this on a second statement saying that they explicitly said that they did not have to cancel the 2022 finals. Now, let's let's talk organizing a major for a minute. When you run a game and you're dealing with that amount of money... You need to make sure that you have the right to broadcast that game, right? It's like if it's like how you can't stream a movie to a bunch of people unless you have the rights to, to broadcast that movie, right? Maybe you maybe a movie is an easier example, but it's the same with a video game, or you know, op- just even offer the video game for a tournament because you're handling money, you're you're making a profit at the end of the day from the tournament entrance. Uh, if you do not have that, you you don't run a tournament. Right. And what is a very recent example of this smash at Evo, right? They, they came out early on before we knew what games were running at Evo they said super smash was not going to be here because we could not secure the rights. So there's not going to be yeah, smash. They, they specifically said Nintendo said no. Yeah. Nintendo said no. So there's not going to be smash. So that's an example, right? Some of you who maybe have been in the Dragon Ball fighter scene, you remember that this happened for a little bit. Tournament organizers were having issues getting the rights to broadcast Dragon Ball fighters events. This, that, that got cleared up. Uh, but you know, if you don't have the rights, you don't run the tournament and nobody has to tell you, you can't run the tournament. You just don't run the tournament from a TO perspective. So there's a, a, now a weird disconnect that exists where smash world tour says, yeah, we were told we can't run without a license. We don't have a license, so we can't run this event. And Nintendo says, well, you know, we didn't give them a license, but we didn't tell them to cancel either. Right. So which one is it well enter panda's statement panda has put out two statements they're very long but basically the first one is saying that uh they they didn't you know that alan this guy alan he he didn't mean to you know sabotage people uh or anything that you know he was just that they that panda is disappointed to hear that smash world tour has canceled their event um 
now extra context here uh beyond the summit said that panda approached them and basically said yeah if you guys uh don't work with panda cup your events are going to get shut down by nintendo and so they they aired that at the same time you know um members of beyond the summit came out and said yeah we were told a bunch of things that made it sound like we were getting threatened if we didn't work with panda cup um and and (laughs) this statement actually doesn't deny these things they said that uh the panda cup team acknowledges and regrets an interaction between dr allen that's that's what they call him and beyond the summit in which he spoke in a manner which did not reflect either guidance from nintendo or our own standards so they're just saying yeah he did this he went to uh, a major tournament broadcaster beyond the summit beyond the summit is huge by the way yeah, they they stream smash they stream cs they stream you know all kinds of modern esports stuff they're and, almost as huge as the other bts maybe maybe like i don't know big, but, no, but they, they, i know they've been active with dota and with counter strike yeah they're they're huge right and they said and, and they're not denying this at all so uh people regret reacted kind of how you expect (laughs) uh people were very upset about this but the more um pressing thing was a wave of departures a wave of people quitting uh the people who behind pg stats uh which was kind of like a contract effort of people in the community helping out with statistics tracking for smash for panda global they they resigned a bunch of the content creators now keep in mind panda global had a lot of influencers outside of smash right a lot of people that you've probably heard of if you listen to this podcast you know to name a few justin wong kizzy k um who else giuna how can i forget yes yeah saint cola in particular a person that i respect a lot uh i I really hope they do land on their feet in in this because they deserve it um it's just a lot of people in in the more traditional fgc side you know are, are are leaving the company that's you can safely assume these people had no idea this was going on, right? Like, what what does a person who who's doing influencer content for traditional FGC audiences have to do with planning a, a world tour with Nintendo and negotiating rights, right? Like that, they they this just fell into their lap at the same time as everyone else, right? Um, and and if you're a player, honestly, you take paychecks where you can get them. Yeah. If you're even getting them, yeah. A lot of the times, these esports companies, you're not even getting a paycheck. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have. Cl- cleanly set out you know that they're they're sad that they have to leave because they were getting paid you know they were and they they felt like they were part of a good team you know which regardless of how you feel about that company which is something that some people just really apparently need to air a lot of dirty laundry about which i think is really disrespectful to to people who have nothing to do with it but uh like they they they're genuinely sad that they had to go through this and and so after like apparently people were keeping track they lost like 80 percent of their staff or something like people were like counting like how many people have left how many people dq'd from the panda cup finals which are also supposed to be this month uh how many people just said they're not gonna go yeah they were both supposed to be like next week and yeah, yeah so so then comes the statement saying that Allen has been uh, removed as CEO, uh, that they are working on a management committee to uh, kind of handle people's contractual obligations to release them, is what the word that they say. And uh, they are also postponing the finale uh, to some undetermined date. Uh, and they are refunding people who registered. Um, it uh, It's certainly interesting. There is also pending at the time of recording, I'm sure maybe by the time that we get this out, 
there will be a statement. Um, Alan uh, says, you know, he's resigned for, for everyone else's sake, but also that he thinks everyone that the uh, Smash World Tour is lying uh, and that he has receipts. And apparently there will be some statement in the future. So look forward to the epic conclusion of this saga when Dr. Alan drops his manifesto or whatever. Um, so, yeah, this was a violent explosion of the entire uh, Smash ecosystem. Well, I say entire. Main stage happened this past weekend, um, which was a completely separate event. Not clear to me whether or not that event was licensed or not, but I heard Project M was at that venue, so I'm going to assume no. I mean, you know, under the table or not. That's been one of like the one thing Nintendo's been consistent about is that they no Project M, yeah. No sort of Smash bots. So it's uh, actually cool. Let yeah, I know. Um, let's let's talk about uh, that that part that I mentioned right at the beginning, where there's now a situation where the tournament is canceled, even though they were told that they don't have to cancel, right? Like, how do you get there, right? What do you think about this, Hagrid? It's money. Um. So, I mean, as I mean, well, majors are expensive. Let, let's just go off with that, right? So they've been doing a whole world tour, right? Which is like crazy in its scale. Um, and this was going to be the finale, right? Yes. They were going to do it big. And um, and also uh, something we didn't really talk about um, was that not only did they say that the finale is canceled, but their whole tour for next year, ah, the yes. 2023 tour, is canceled. So I think that's the big part right there 2023 is canceled right so when you're doing the when you're hosting a major when you're running a huge event right a lot of the times like you know you don't you're funding for things especially if you're running like a series or um you know like it's not just prepaid right like you don't get all your funding and then you pay for this big finale right they're probably like spending money that they ex they expected to get in the future with this 2023 world tour and all the sponsors and all the you know everything that comes involved with that. So since 2023 is canceled because you know they can't they all you know Nintendo might have said yeah sure yeah you're not canceled you know but we just you'll just be unlicensed you know that's kind of like a a very unsteady place right like because of that i'm sure like 2023 just became unfeasible right like sponsors are probably going to be pulling out you know because the, they probably promised yo we're we're in talks with nintendo nintendo says we're cool you know yeah sure we're still we still have to finish off 2022 but 2023 you know we'll be licensed and we'll be great right that didn't happen so 2023 is out and yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure if they wanted to, they probably could have still run 2022, but probably not to the same scale that they promised and probably not to the same kind of spectacle that they would want to do, right? Um, And they were just like, yeah, you know what? Let's not do this. And... I don't know, like the the way they release. I mean, there's a like like you were just saying with that last statement with um, Alan put out. Like, there's a lot of he said, she said kind of things yes. going on. Um, you know, it's 
not really clear what's going on, but you know, at least in in terms of Nintendo, there's a precedent, right? Like Nintendo is a very litigious company, especially when it comes to Smash events, right? Like that's something that everyone knows, right? And I don't People think remember the history of Evo twenty was it the twenty thirteen twenty thirteen yeah Evo twenty Evo twenty thirteen went trending uh, as soon as this happened <laughs> on Twitter yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nintendo like it, this was a miscommunication this was not what Nintendo was pl- intending on doing is a miscommunication with their legal department and they set to cease and desist to Evo for the melee stream because apparently even though Nintendo's management had already approved this. Yeah. And even then, that took several days to clear up. And that was a just a complete screw up on Nintendo's end. Yeah. Um, I, and yeah, I guess. I think thing... their, like, their litigation team mostly has like unsupervised free reign to just litigate things, is why. Because they need that kind of autonomy to deal with like the way Nintendo usually litigates things. Yeah. And yeah, so I don't, pretend, I don't, that's I don't think there's any like surprise their... when it comes to Nintendo doing this stuff, right? Like people expect it, like it sucks. I mean we're talking know, about the like... company that made like renting games illegal in Japan. Yeah, yeah, right. So but the, the, the whole US. the whole wrench into this whole thing is the way that people are saying, like, oh okay, PG is kind of like strong arming other tournaments, yes. you know, into <laughs> Like you know, you you know, you you and, might get canceled. You know, like it, it'd be a shame if your event were to get canceled, right? Like that kind of protection kind of racket. Stuff. Yeah, That's what so we're doing, where it's just like, and what? And I think part of the so I guess some context here. The special tour people, the VG bootcamp people, they've been trying to get this licensed by yes. Nintendo for at least for eight a months year. is what they said that they had so, submitted that they had submitted their. Uh, their applications for the finals to be licensed in eight months. Okay, yeah, that's a good part. So they in their very long blog post, uh, they explained that they submitted uh, eight months ago to have their event uh, licensed. Like, not, not the tour, but this... Well, the tour, right? But this particular event, this championship finals in particular, that they, they had submitted a long time ago to see if they could get it worked out. And apparently what they're saying is that Nintendo left them in the dark for about three months. And at that point, they had to announce the event. And Nintendo came back to them saying, uh, it's fine, but a lot of higher up decision makers think that you guys are the guys who announce uh, without a license, uh, is what they're explaining in their blog post. So that's bad, <laughs> right from the start. Well, they, I had the, and, the and real quick, interpretation. Like, it was a bit to... different. Because it sounds like they had verbal communication from whoever they were working with from Nintendo saying it's like, oh, it's under, yeah, no, it's like you can, we're not going to do anything and we're not going to stop this. Like, yeah, we're still trying to work all this up. Yes, yes, yeah, that, that this was all by, this was all like in, in a direct like video call with Nintendo's representatives, by the way, just to be clear. What what did you have to say, Hagrid? Yeah, I do want to say like, you know, um, not to like, smirch you know bts's position but like you know eight months does sound like a long time right but like if we're talking nintendo we're talking about like smash and like just the scale of things like eight months isn't actually that long right like especially when you're dealing with a you know a company like nintendo right like one single email the back and forth from that could be like a month or two yes right 
corporate you know, bureaucracy. You know, it's, so yeah, slow. there's so many layers of bureaucracy. Like, you know, you got to go through legal. Through, through, yeah, like there's so, so like, yeah, it sounds like a long time, but eh, it's not really. So like, you know, at the same time, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I mean, I, I want to say, think... I think, um, well, first of all, like, VG Bootcamp has committed their sins in the past, but I think people, if you make them choose between Panda Global and VG Bootcamp, I think more people are going to respect VG Bootcamp. They, they've been around for a long time, and the people there are very involved in the scene. Been around, yeah. Like They, and, they definitely have the community, right? Like So, you know. you know, maybe VG Bootcamp comes into this, and, you know, it's it's possible that they were not ready to work with Nintendo at the level that they want right it sounds like a very dysfunctional relationship from what we know you know they're running an event they have to keep the ball rolling right because fiji bootcamp runs so many events in a year like they they are a huge operation it cannot be understated or understated just how big they are now and nintendo is a company that can spend years thinking about things it can send years, and then they can just be like nah right and it's just it's it's just another day in the office for them and like i think that you know, people were saying to me, oh, there's no way that Nintendo didn't know that this was going to go this way. You know, maybe they're, you know, they, they played it. They played their cards this way. There's some 5D chess just to make SWT look bad, right? But, like, like Nintendo does not even give a fuck. Yeah, one, they probably don't <laughs> like, give a fuck. But, but the other thing is, and, and maybe they understand what this was going to look like, you know, but the point is, like, neither side of this is in sync with each other. And that's really unfortunate. Because there there could be a beautiful thing here, but there never will be. <laughs> Just the way these things are going. And other companies, uh, I mean, are willing to play ball. Obviously. That's why we have this show. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard. And I think, it, I think my takeaway is that there are some very strange kind of notions of how these things are supposed to go. At, at Nintendo at some high level. Maybe just people who are not familiar with this concept. Maybe maybe it's gonna take, you know, another twenty years and people, younger people enter the company and they they understand what esports is, right? And they maybe, you know, people who work at Nintendo, maybe they grew up in the Smash scene or something like that. Maybe it requires some changing of the guard that we have right now. I mean but there are younger people working at Nintendo. It's just clear from stories that like make their way out of Nintendo that they aren't really given any sort of credence because yeah, no, and it, it will take. Like, it's a very traditional Japanese company, like even more so than other traditional Japanese companies. Air quotes because you need to remember, Nintendo is literally two hundred years old. Yes, and they are a Japanese traditional toy making company first, and a video game company second. And that's not actually the case, but it's the way they think of it. Yeah. I, I think that's um yeah, when it comes to Nintendo, like things are gonna stay the same more than they're gonna change. Yeah. Um, you know, with that said, there has been really big changes. I mean, I guess this isn't really news for us, but you know, there's that whole Mario movie, right? Like that would have never been baby. a thing like 20, 30 years ago, right? It was like, a thing 30 years ago. I mean, it ago, was, but it was a disaster. And, and yeah, and it looked how that turned out. Yeah, they, yeah, that's why stop being a thing. That's why it being exactly, exactly, right? So it took another whole generation for it to like try to be a thing. And of course, and then they chose Chris Pratt as a voice. But anyways, that's besides the point. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just like a really, I don't know, like, I, it's just really unfortunate how, how it all played out, right? Because this benefits nobody, really. Yeah, like, exactly. It benefits nobody. Here. That's that's you know, the issue. Nintendo's not winning. Panda's not winning. VGBC, you know, BTS, nobody is winning. Like, the whole, like, I'm feeling for people in the Smash community, right? Like, because they're everything is just like in exploded right now. Like nobody knows what's going to go on. Um, the only people who are like maybe doing okay are the content creators, you know, just, you know, feeding off of the, the drama. But even then, right? Like, uh, you know it, what I will really say situation. I do appreciate the, the, the influencer community and smash fear for, for kind of being kind to each other uh, in times like this. Uh mm-hmm. You know, every time you you see stuff like this, you see people talk about, oh, you know, Nintendo sucks, whatever, you know. Uh, But I do think people um, at least genuinely seem to not not take it out on the community for what happened, right? Like, people try to throw the blame at whatever, but uh, at least people seem to at least hope for the best for VGBC because VGBC had to cancel their uh, presence at Double Down, um... Well, they had to cancel Double Down, which had a presence at a greater gaming expo uh, this coming year in Las Vegas. They had to cancel Glitch, which is another big uh, Smash event in NA. Uh, and it's not really clear what they're going to do. Their their statement seemed, made it sound like they're going to kind of be okay. Uh, I, I hope they are, because I, I think uh, this this is not worth losing them, to be honest. Like, this, the destruction, the, the nuclear meltdown of Panda Global and the Smash World Tour is not worth losing the big Smash streamers in NA. I don't care, like, if they have blood on their hands for Project M, you know, I don't care if, you know, like, Nintendo doesn't like them. Like, it, like at a community level, in my opinion, like, that... There are very few people who can call themselves grassroots uh, at that level. And Gimmer's crew are kind of are. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I, 100% I agree. It's always going to yeah, be the players. Yeah. And... Yeah, de- definitely. Like, well, I think part of it is there's a very obvious villain here. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And it, yeah. With, with that said, like, I also, you know, like, there's been some nasty stuff that has come out of it. Like, people are doxing, like, anybody and everybody who's yes. associated with pg which is come on y'all like y'all like be your own i i don't understand that like you no know, i understand it completely not... people people oh, i mean pe- I... petty people aired out all their dirty laundry when they had the opportunity to hit panda while they were down even though like they didn't think for a moment that these people like Care, like you think like any of these influencer people care about smash if they're not in smash like come on man like like i said at the jump like you think these people have anything to do with planning a smash event like do you really think that yeah, like look at them just... you know with all due respect you just hate to see it you yeah just hate to see it like you know people i've are seen jackson like, wong get lost on the way to bathroom twice <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, like, there's issue. definitely some people there, like, you know, like, the, there's going to be some players and some, you know, workers and content creators and, you know, editors, whatever, who, like, if they leave Panda, then they're, like, hurting, like, you know, they don't have a job or, like, you know, and, like, there's some people who actually can't afford to leave, even if they might want to, right? Yeah. You know, and just, it's it's not... 
I don't think it's fair to hurt them and to treat them badly because of the actions of somebody who they probably have not even ever met before. Yeah. Right. You know, like because Banda is like not a huge corporation or anything like that. They are international. It's big enough to where, you know, and it's remote, right? Like it's like, you know, kind of thing where they might have never have met Alan before. Right. You know, they know of him, you know, they might be like not even in the Smash ecosystem. Right. So like they might not even really know too much about him. Right. So like to hurt them for that, like I that's what I don't I mean, I. I don't understand it. I get why it happens, but it's like I'm I'm shaking my head right now, right? Like it's it's stupid. Yeah. But um yeah, I, I just wanna definitely give support to everybody who's affected by this, you know, no matter what side of the sword you fall on. Like a lot of people are affected by this in a bad way and yeah, it sucks. Um yeah, whenever one of these esports companies blows up, and they always do because it, the real money isn't actually ever real. It's always like some sort of fucking online gambling scheme or something like that. Um, it's usually the players who get axed first and get absolutely nothing out of it. And whoever's up top, like Golden Parachutes their way to another company <laughs> or yeah. something. So, like, don't take it out on the players because they're taking paychecks where they can get them. And it's pretty hard to get paychecks as a player like i mentioned this before but it's hard yeah yeah there's no money in this scene <laughs> yeah no we can, we can all tell you that <laughs> right. remember like 2011 i want to say when they had a contest of like how they were going to decide what the last game for evo was was they were going to ha- make it a donation thing rather than a voting thing because the time before they did a voting thing and mel- they ended up having melty blood on stage for some fucking reason oh yeah who would do that yeah, and they very quickly found out that nobody in the fighting game scene has any money at all. Yeah. Except for Smash players, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, just, I, I think, um, there, there have been a few takes on this that, um, I think are worth pointing out. And, uh, one is, um, as usual, um, King Hippo has, uh, written an article about this. And I think it's a very sober take on the situation. Um, You know, it kind of gives some credence to why Panda, the folks at the folks, I say, why um, Alan might have made this kind of situation. And uh, reading it from that perspective, it, it makes sense, you know, because Panda is a big, you know, like I was saying, there's a lot of people who are working at Panda who you know, kind of rely rely on that as a job, like as a way to sustain themselves. And maybe Alan thought what he was doing was in their best interests, um, whether that's good. I, I will say for one Panda thing. And for the community. Uh... One thing that remains unclear to me even with that perspective is there is an accusation in this smash world tour statement that Mm. they're not explicitly making, but is heavily implied that that Alan had weaponized Nintendo's legal, you know, legal team in some Mm -hmm. way. Can he do that? Do you really think that do you think some guy could suddenly have the ability either intentionally or not have the 
knowledge or working capacity to make threats about the shutdown or otherwise remo revoke licenses or, or opportunities from other people in this space. I'm not sure. I think I think, I think if he ways. did, he would have done it earlier. Is the yeah, thing. but that's part of it as well. It's like, well, well the thing is, if, if he had an exclusive license, like let's say he well, he didn't somehow finessed Nintendo. Well, he didn't, and Nintendo has come out Panda. and said that they, that Panda, their work with Panda is not exclusive in any way. Yeah, then, then why would they even be screwing around? They would have just, it's like, okay, you need to, they would have just explicitly said, you need to sign up with us and agree to our terms, or you don't need to exist. Yeah, they, they, like, they so the thing is, exclusivity, but the um, thing is that they he, don't have the thing that, exclusivity. the thing that Beyond the Smash is saying, or Beyond the Summit Smash is saying, uh, is that he expected the entire the, the entirety of the 2022 circuit to be shut down not the finals the entire thing was going under but the way in the planning phases of, of this thing they were saying yeah don't sign up with them because they are not going to happen they are not coming back for 2022 so that either means he knew that there was going to be a shutdown or he thought he knew that there would be one he thought that at some point in the pipeline they were going to get shut down it didn't happen or for whatever reason, either because the company was too slow. Okay, yeah, exactly. Either because the company was too slow to react and they didn't get to cancel them in time, right? That's a possibility. Or, and this is the thing that I don't believe, he had some information or some capacity to say, yeah, these people are undeserving of a license. That's the, impl the implied accusation here, which is that, Alan acted with the knowledge that they were going to get shut down or that he had the ability to. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if Nintendo... I don't know how far into Nintendo you have to get to have the confidence to do that. And so I'm interested to hear his statement. Not because I think he's going to uh, cleanse himself of any accusations, but rather I'd like to know how you become that much of a snake, to be honest. that That is... That is crazy. I want to know how you could even get there. That I don't know if that's a story he he'd tell, but like in the months and years after this, I'm sure things are going to come out. And that's really the question that's going to linger with me is here is like how did anyone have the confidence to act like they're running a protection racket for Nintendo from the outside, no less. I mean, that's kind of typical I mean, you see that a lot in that kind of like uh, I mean, look at, you see that in tech all the time. Yeah, it's like, all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it could it could be unjustified, but that's you know the more confidence you project, the more people think that you have to have something to it because mm -hmm. if you didn't have that, if it wasn't How, or like, somewhat legitimate, yeah. why would you have that level of confidence? It's literally why confidence scams exist. Honestly, a lot of, like, uh, to, like, air some dirty laundry without being too specific, a lot of these, like, esports companies get this big because, like, their higher-ups are willing to act like a protection racket, either explicitly or implicitly. Yeah, yeah I, I mean... Because, like, Nintendo has this history, right, of, like, shutting shit down. Like, they're, you know, where, you know for better it's, it's or for worse... Like, it's immediately cromulent. Yeah, it's like, you're like, oh, shit, like, you know? So, like, I can see how people can believe that like i don't again like i i am also curious to see what you know this other side of the story is especially um, with like um big elephants in the room like evo saying we're not gonna have uh smash this year because we weren't able to work things out with nintendo without mm -hmm. being specific about 
like the specifics of what that meant like were they denied having a license did nintendo just come out and send them a cease and desist like we don't know we won't know yeah like if you can shut down evo if you can you know shut down all these other events like you know what yeah i mean if you if panda global you know the official yeah, tour the official people the only Smash, people nintendo right? is talking to yeah like everything isn't yeah they're, they're probably true right mm-hmm. like so but i don't know like no that's the thing like we there's that, a lot that of to speculation me... going around like who knows i mean i wish i could say i'm just sitting here on the sidelines like you know just eating popcorn but the thing is is like the implosion of panda like you know for better like the i'll, I'll just say up front like this shit looks really bad on as far as panda global like who i don't I don't think Panda Globe was, you know, too much longer for this world. Yeah. To be honest. Like, this yeah, is a huge, like, this is going to. Huge, huge blow. They lost 80% of their staff. You know, Nintendo, I'm sure, is not very happy <laughs> with them right now. Oh, yeah. They lo- yeah. As soon as Nintendo, which is, I'm pretty sure, is going to happen, says, yeah, bye, then they're gone. Right? Like, uh, and that really sucks because, you know, despite everything, like Panda Global has, is like one of the few big, quote unquote, esports organizations who've, you know, paid the FGC any attention, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, out of any sponsor right now, like Panda Global is the one who has the most like FGC talent and F, not only FGC talent, but FGC grassroots like community supported talent right i would argue so that the they influenced the wave of other organizations to start fgc branches exactly so like the loss of panda global is it affects you know quote unquote us as the fgc if you're going to separate the fgc from smash too and that that really sucks yeah. like that really really sucks because um yeah people were doing good things like you know, again, uh, the people who have no idea what, what's going on in these backroom deals have been doing really good things and have been supported by Panda Global and, you know, have been able to make their way and, you know... Maybe this doesn't mean anything to FCC people, but PG stats going under like that or just ceasing yeah, to PG exist stats, is... It's like, like, like yeah. the FCC is like years behind in terms of what FG, like <laughs> yeah. PG stats was doing, like... Yeah, yeah. For for all of y'all out there who aren't as familiar with like that side of things of Smash, like the way that they do statistics, the a lot of a lot of production and behind the scenes things that Smash does are crazy light years beyond. Yep. That well, I won't say light years. It's just like it's very developed. It's just things that we talk in about in happening that... that just happen on the daily over there. Like yeah, 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 exactly. It's like they just do it right. Like they they built Slippy, right? <laughs> you know, they built Rollback for yep. a game, which we luckily we have. You know, shout out to Fightcade, right? Um, but that's an emulation, right? Like they actually took a game apart and built it into the game, right? Like that's that's on a whole different level, right? Um, and that's a lot of a big part of that is just because of the size of the community, right? The size of Smash community is way bigger yep. than any single FGC game. Yeah. Um, and that that's 
that's the key point, right? Like Smash Community, they have what five games total, I think. What? Like if you only include sixty-four Smash melee not... brawl four ultimate. Yeah. Yeah, like if you only include like mainline Nintendo Smash games, right, and not you know like um. You know, like dad, Rivals of Ether, or yeah, like or... you know, pl- com- you know, other competitive platformers or whatever, right? Yeah, um, M, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. so numbers wise, they're they're just exponentially bigger than any single FGC game. So that's that's yeah. why they have all this stuff. So it's not to say like, oh, you know, they're just more developed for some mysterious reason. Like, no, they just have numbers. And in practice, um, most of their effort is in two games: Ultimate and Melee. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sixty Four is kind of sick. Well, no, yeah, I would say I Brawl mean, melee, is... Like specifically, Melee has been, like, the this timeline yeah. and then, like, the newer games after that, right? Um, you know, but, um, but yeah, anyways. Uh, so, like, it's just, it's a huge blow, not only to the Smash community, but also to the FGC. And I w- I'll argue to the esports in general, like, because they were creating a kind of a template for other esports organizations, you know, outside of fighting games, outside of Smash. And so... Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, I said, they, they were inspiring people to get into this thing at a, you know... Mm-hmm. Like, now you see Golden Guardians a lot in Smash now. You see uh, Cloud9, you see Team Liquid. That was not a thing before Panda. I mean, mm-hmm. Golden Guardians, maybe, they, they've been around a little longer. But, uh, you know, these are these are new things that, you know, it took it took a couple of really strong uh, organizations that are coming from the scene to, to kind of make it attractive um but you know yeah. eulogy for panda global aside uh i i do i do really wish for the best for people who uh in, enjoy na smash because uh this it was being run by the people who run the biggest events in na smash so for if they go under things are bad and, and you're gonna lose out and you know you're going to think about the relationship you have to this company and, and, you know, think about some heavy shit that other people in Smash have had to think about in 2013 and the years before that. Um, this honestly gives me some existential dread as a... Oh, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Everyone's like, like, oh, shit. Not, <laughs> this, can't, this isn't just a Smash thing. Yeah, Nintendo is weird, and Nintendo is litigious, uh, even relative to other video game publishers. But... This is not something that only Nintendo could do. This could oh, happen no. to any yeah, game. This could, and this is something that um, Ultra David has spoke upon earlier. Like, this whole thing, like, this whole... Yeah, it's been gaming, something that's like, been looming for years. This is, like, something that could always happen. Like, at a drop of a dive, Capcom is just, like, suddenly, like, you know what? You know what? If you're not part of CPT, then you're, you can't stream. <laughs> yeah, like, no, you can't that, stream events. And, and this were... is... They changed their license a while back. And, and they changed it again. It. And, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah but we, they... we made an episode about that, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, they, that. they made some adjustments to it because they actually cared about at least some of the feedback. I don't know oh. if they cared. They just realized... They didn't want to torch their entire, you know, position yeah. as, like... cared. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, but anyways, like, it's just, like... The... Uh... All of this can go away in a poop of smoke, right? If the people who make the games that we play choose. Gone, gone. Is that like, right? Like, no, it's it's totally not right. It's stupid. But it is dumb. what it is. But it is what it is, yeah. right? I, I, and, this, well, um... and no matter what, like, I, I forget. There's one, like, recent um, tweet from, I forget what Smash person. 
uh but is they're saying like no matter what you do like no matter what the rights holder do you know if they do say like oh you can't do anything we're still going to play the games that we play we're still going to have the communities that we have like that's just what we do right yeah. like as community you know as fighting fgc right and i'm i i always include smash as part of fgc like i yeah we're definitely yeah like we're, we're definitely you know different communities in a lot of ways but at the same you know we still have that grassroots things that a lot of different you know gaming communities don't have we're more similar than we're different for sure Exactly, exactly. How many people are now going to be happy having to go back to these 20-person locals and these smaller regional events? Maybe not any any streaming at all, depending on how uh, petty Nintendo or other publishers want to be about it. Yeah, are they actually? Because it's part that's that's everything in life in a way is an issue of expectations. It's like, yeah, that's how Melee tournaments were run in 2003. Mm-hmm. But people do people want to go back to that twenty years later? And I, 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 I'm not questioning their love for the game at all. Yeah, it'll like it will be mad unfortunate if we it's, have to do yeah, that. It's really unfortunate. It's yeah. just are people going? And I think for some of them, yeah, they'd be absolutely happy. Just like, yeah, I want to play Melee until I'm dead. Well, I mean, in my opinion, this is gonna really impact people's relate. Like, you know, like this is. This is the reward people get for going clean, straight edge with Nintendo on their, you know, properties. Like, fuck that, right? You know, if I like, I, I mean, personally, I don't really have an opinion on that, but I understand if you're a player who's like this entire time just been like, yeah, you know, maybe it is for the best that we work this out so that we can help your ecosystem. And then you see this shit happen. You're like, well, who cares? <laughs> Ever fire up your Wii's, everybody. We're going <laughs> to play some shit. Like, it just, it, it does, it, it, you know, it loses trust. I think everyone everyone lost a little bit of trust a little or a yeah, lot earlier yeah. there were no winners it's like a game of mario party nobody wins. yeah um <laughs> <laughs> prior uh, to uh to this happening with nintendo like getting sent to cease and desist for your tournament was like the purview of like death cargo and like other small games made by crazy people who don't understand how the world works Oh god, I gotta well, edit now this now we have fuck. big games made by big people who don't understand how the world works to worry about too yeah and there's always the worry that another one of these companies is going to get too big for their britches or uh, their ambition is going to get the better of them. They're going to try and or, take everything over or just say no more of this. Or if somebody manages to fleece a venture capital firm or three out of a ton of money and now they're trying to build this whole esports empire. That that's that's how esports sports empires started e- e- and have always been. Baby. Yeah. yeah, you know, if, yeah. One of, if one of these companies like gets really interested in some kind of random coin, right? Like, Have fun. Yeah. I mean, that's why Who it's knows? always in your best interest to make sure all of the Richard Lewises of the world have you blocked. Mm-hmm. Here, here. I'm not big. En- I'm not big enough in the scene yet because Richard Lewis doesn't have me blocked. What? Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I think I'm not on one of those weird block lists or something. I think I just never. Just, 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 so Osu Osu complains about fans. me being on Twitter, but somehow I had this hasn't happened to me yet, so I'm not online enough. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Just, he looks like a thumb thumb from Spy Kids. That's really funny. I th- have you ever added him? Or like mentioned him no but i mean that that just seems like yeah if you add him he'll block you like yeah obviously Have right you ever, like said his name that's the thing like, uh, oh yeah you, you know what? Searches. Lewis. that's a really good question i mean no i don't think guess. i have yeah no <laughs> twitter switch says no yeah 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny. I've, I've definitely said Lewis or something. I, I've said something. I'm sure that's why I'm locked. But all right, anyways, all right, understandable. Yes. Anyway, let's 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 move on. This is very depressing. Yeah. Uh, in some slightly more uh, optimistic news, Project L had an update, um, in which they talked about the kind of game they're making. They're making an extremely fucked up two v two tag game with uh, active tag, like BB tag. You know, the game that everyone loves. Wow. And yeah. Extremely fucked up, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, people complained because apparently the hit stop looks very long. But also, I would I would concede I would concede that uh the animations in the game look very rough they, it's clearly not done there's a lot of holding on to keem phrases for a very long time and people kind of say oh the game looks slow but i also think it's because they're not animated completely so it looks like they're just holding poses for a really long time so you could interpret that as slow once they're moving all the time you know then you'll maybe you won't see it as much yeah. that, that yeah. game is very it, but, early yeah so so a couple of things point home more that this is very much a work in progress and a lot of the assets there probably all of them honestly are not finished i'm apparently very sensitive to like uh the tempo of games in terms of fighting games and uh the actual tempo of the combos and like sequences going on in those project l trailers is pretty much um beat for beat how blaze blues is in terms of like the tempo of a combo and a block string and sequence all that um, they're just holding single poses longer. Like Blaze Blue, like doing a move to move sequence will take about the same amount of time and like hit at the same timing as what I've seen in the Project L trailers so far. It's just the moves are more fluidly animated because there's more frames done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just work in progress stuff. If, if a lot ever... of people aren't used to seeing the game as it's made. Yeah, if yeah, you've ever uh, played a. If you've ever played BB Tag, you have a very good idea of what to expect. If you've ever played uh, any of those tag games that have active switch type of thing, like uh, Grid, Marvel Infinite, yeah, NBCI, like, yeah, Marvel Infinite, yeah. then you have you have kind of the Cross, idea. Um, Cross Tag, BB Tag, and I think uh, I think that's really Power funny Rangers. because uh, Power Rangers, yeah, yeah Grid, hundred percent Power Rangers. I think uh, I think it's really funny because it's that's probably the most niche of subgenres in fighting games like 2v2 tag games they come around every once in a while like i mean how old is kizuna encounter 96 there you go they i mean they came around they've been around for and, and i mean i love i've played pretty much all of them because i love that particular type of gameplay but like like uh those games are not you know, they've, they've never really achieved those heights that a 1v1 or, you know, traditional 2D or 3D fighting game or even like a 3v3 tag game get. So really interesting for them to pivot that way. They openly admit in the trailer that they, they started as a 1v1 game and uh, they they now pivoted to a, to a 2v2 format, which, man, this game is going to be in development for at least like seven years by the time we get something playable, huh? Like, there's no way it comes out next year. The year after that yeah, sounds more realistic. Beta 2024. Yeah. Testing yeah. sounds tw realistic for 2024, 2025 main release. Like, shit, that's five years for, for 2020. And then how, how many years of pre-production? That's like almost a decade of working on this game. I like mean, that's, that's how Riot is, though. I mean, didn't they start is it? production uh, on Legends of Rune Terror in 2012 when Hearthstone came out? I mean, and that game took, what, maybe. Years? I mean, maybe. I don't know about that. With uh, Valorant, yeah, they are in no rush because League makes so League of Legends makes so much money. Valorant makes a ton too. 
Yeah, Valorant. I feel it. like Valorant. They they showed about... Valorant a lot closer to the final product, though. At like back they when did. they did that, Wait, like real quick, does Valorant have? Le- it doesn't have Lee characters. Right? It does no, not. It is its, its own, own universe of characters. Is it? Is it its own universe? Or yes, is it, it like is. It is its own universe, universe of characters. It is a, a like a okay. sci-fi military setting that is completely okay, yeah. separate. Yeah. Yeah, um, whereas Project L isn't in the Runeterra universe. Yeah, yeah. League of Legends and Legends of Runeterra and all of that. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I don't really doubt the quality of the game because if you've played any of the games that aren't League of Legends that they put out, like Valorant, Legends of Runeterra, both are extremely polished video games. They are extremely <laughs> well done, like, complete packages that work amazingly. Like, Legends of Runeterra like run circles around hearthstone and hearthstone was like an extremely polished game when it came out like am i like crazy or did they put out like a polished dark fantasy take on the league series like they uh, they, um they contracted the people who made battle chasers night war if you've ever heard of that game uh it is a uh, turn-based rpg and they they hired them to make a spin-off game uh i don't remember the name of it League of it Legends had one of those story. names that like is on par with like League is, of Legends. It is called Ruined like, King. That's ass. what it was called. It was yeah, like, that's the one. Yeah, Ruined King. Yes, yes. That that game. Apparently, that's good. You know what? I've literally never heard of anyone who's played any of those spinoff games, which sounds unfortunate because they're probably good games. I've just never heard anyone talk about them. There's actually a couple more out there. They're just like smaller scale projects. Um, so yeah, that is a thing that exists. Um. I, I, I really don't doubt it. I just think, you know, and, and this is something I'm going to vent personally. Please stop asking me about resources for this game. This game is like three <laughs> years out right now. Please. Okay. Where's Everyone, the like there's Come screenshots. On. Like earlier today, I was in Discord and there was somebody posting a screenshot about how like the state of the Project L Reddit, uh, the subreddit, and how people just talk like the most insane, deranged things because there's just no information you know, people make things up and they, you know, they uh, they start speculating. And it's just like, there's just chill, you know? And and I feel that way about, like, betas as well. Like, even when the game's in beta, just enjoy yourself, man. They could throw this all out tomorrow if they wanted to, dude. Just wait until the game comes out. Like, don't rush yourself. Have fun, you know? Stop think. Turn off your content brain for a minute. You know, this game is years out. Years and years and years out. Just the frame data will exist at some point in the future, you know? For now, chill. Okay, let's let's not let's let's talk about the games that are out right now or the game that you're playing right now. You know, whatever it is. No, we can't talk about that. That's already out. We gotta get hyped for the next. I know, game. man. I know. Speaking of getting hyped for the next thing, you want to talk about Tekken? Um, yeah. So so they did the. Wait wait wait, okay. wait But I need to know how many plus frames is Echoes. Too um, many, bro. Too many, bro. Canceled. Fucking nerf it. Too many. Like, I, I really I need, need to know. <laughs> that and then go back in and then. Hagari, you don't need that. Like, Hagari, you, you and I both know that all you need to know is like, uh, can you do crouching forward into Ari's ES Beast Cannon? And the answer is going to be yes. I don't just play Beast Cannon characters. You okay? really do. I do not. Okay, prove it. I literally, <laughs> G- Gallon is the only. I don't play Blanca. Do you play in Eternal Fire Zero? Because I've, I've, nev- I've literally <laughs> never played that game because I don't have a PC. So damn sad. <laughs> I wish because that game looks sick. No, I probably right. wouldn't play a B scanning character. Because... Tech, right? 
yeah that i that's why i need to i need to get that that and yeah i need to do all that stuff yeah i, I hear somebody's working on a new front end for that i don't game. know anything about that don't ask me i've heard of that too yeah. don't ask me about it i don't know anything about it <laughs> <laughs> well, you're uh, just add max support okay yeah I'm, before we're trying again, okay like, i i i think project l looks cool um i know there's a lot of I don't know. I, I guess a lot of people are not trying to play that game. For very I mean, like I said, I think it's a very niche genre for them to go for. I think a lot of people are not going to be into it. There's very much going to be a dedicated community of players. Like they're... It's the same angle they took with Valorant, though. It's like, who makes a first-person shooter? No, 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 bro, no, bro. You're wrong. No, because Rainbow Six Siege exists. That's not true. Because Rainbow Six Siege is a thing. And it is... Yeah, but it's not like Counter-Strike. It's a totally different game. Eh, I don't know. I, I think Kelly, my dude. I think people are just talking mess. Like, yeah. So yeah, it'll it'll have its niche, but it, it absolutely could be popular, and that's how Riot operates. They I mean, I think it's going to be popular. It 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 operates on a formula well, uh, that is very basic to games, which is you make the game for free, you make it good, you pay people to market it, and you just these people they, these people know how to sell a game. Like that that part is is a given. Yeah. Exactly. It's gonna have better netcode than any game ever made. Yeah, that's and like all, all these people who are like talking shit, like oh, it's gonna be like BB tag or it's gonna be like MVCI. Like to which I say, please talking. make it like that. I will play. It, yeah, exactly. Like I don't know. I feel like those games in particular, like get literally everyone wrong, says right? about MVCI is that the gameplay is good. That's uh, that's what people. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh yeah, the graphics Everybody are bad. The gameplay is really good. Is good. Everybody says BB tag is like crazy, but fun as fuck. <laughs> like all all these games, like the people who actually do play them, they say they're great. They're having a good time, and that's what they want. You know, that's what I, makes they it. also say. The netcode. Well, I guess less true in MVCI's case that it's a lack of support and the networking is kind of bad. I've seen people yeah. complain about it for MVCI. I mean, this yeah, they could they could have fixed. This is what Riot's games don't have. Yeah, that's looking like all the like recent like fighting games that have been two v two has like other issues surrounding them, right? So like, let's go to the beginning, like you know, cross tag. I mean, we all know <laughs> there's a lot of issues around cross tag. GC tag, baby, let's go. Yeah, but people who do play cross tag, and I feel like at the end, after everything, all the patches and shit, like seemed like a pretty good game it was just too late to save um then came wait bb tag or mvci was first i forget mvci was first mvci okay so mvci well, again like a lot of people say it's a great game but it looks shitty and that game is aggressively eggs. ugly. easter eggs easter right? eggs People's baby plastic easter eggs and then bb tag you know really like crazy fun game but like life cycle and lack of support. Yeah. You know, yeah, I still, I, think you, I, I still think... think there's one more fate. There has to be one more fate coming, right? Right. There has to be. Oh, uh, another fate fighting game? Probably. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're gonna get another fate. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get a fake granddaughter fighting game for French bread, probably. No, it already it's happened. Like, what do you mean? Game's already out. Yeah, yeah you can play as you play right now. Saver no, no, no. It's it's gonna be uh, Dungeon and Fire Two basically because oh. they're gonna get aiding and Arc System Works to do it. Oh, man. Anyways, yeah, I, I think you know um, this game will have none of those problems plus like a crazy already you know installed player base with the whole League of Legends community and yeah. and people like me who have never played League of Legends but think Arcane is like super sick. 
Yeah. That's what they're, on. they're trying to that they're trying to make this cross mixed media push. With All right, this is the this is the longest we've ever talked about popular video games in a in a straight session on the show. I think so. Okay, let, let's pi- let's pivot to the other one that has Eris uh, Tekken. Um. So okay. So really quick, I didn't know that the Tekken A thing was gonna be at at the Game Awards until the Eris tweet where he posts a picture of the shirt they sent him. They sent him a medium. Nobody did. Uh, yeah, I think that was literally the news broke because he posted a picture of a yeah, he, uh, he a shirt. leaking that. Yeah, and he that leaked it. That was, totally that was honestly though. Honestly though, that's the best way for like yeah. that's the best way to leak an announcement to the Tekken community. Just like have air like, randomly posted. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. <laughs> I'm like, do they know how big Aris' how, uh, shirt size is? Or maybe they did know, and that's exactly why they did it. I don't know, man. Whatever the reason is... I'm pretty sure that was not intentional. Yeah, whatever <laughs> whatever the reason may have been, um, they uh, did that, and then uh, they announced the hashtag save the date, uh, D8, uh, for Tekken 8 showing up at the Game Awards. The Game Awards is in like two days now. It's, uh, yeah, it's a Thursday. It's, oh, oh, my it's God. Okay. Gonna... What do I have to do to get that Steam Deck? Uh, you have, you to, have sign to sign up, up for a thing. Website, and then you have to watch it through Steam. And if you get it, you have to minute. give it to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's two days until the show, uh, is what it says here. Um, you actually have to watch it though. I don't know. Yeah, I assume so. Yeah, you have to be live streaming it on on the Steam TV service. Oh no! Yeah, no, never oh, mind. You, uh, you have to stream it on it too. a certain. No, you don't have to. Oh, you don't have to stream it. You have to be watching it through their app. Though. Oh god! That sounds terrible. I would not do that. Uh, well, the stream, the stream, the Steam streaming tech actually. No, it's not. It's pretty good actually. Well, I mean, in my experience, it's been pretty bad. But I guess it's better than owned.tv was. <laughs> Ouch! Right, not, me, it's show. not as good as Mixer was though. Oh, Mixer was godlike. Oh, mixer! Yeah. So good, it had to die. Uh, yeah. Too good. All right, so that's that's too much cultural momentum. But uh, yeah, let's get to the topic. I appreciate that they at least got Twitch to fix their lag. Because I think like that's uh, mixer had like half a second of stream delay, and Twitch is at sixty seconds or something egregious. Hey man, you gotta add that stream delay, man. You never know what you gotta cut something, man. But then that's part of now. It's like now they've thrown more stuff at this back end stuff. Now it's like, well, how much does it cost to run Twitch nowadays? It's billions of dollars, and nobody can figure out how to make money on this stuff. I guess streaming is a blow up, as a wise man what? says. What? Re- huh? Oh, okay. You registered? I just went to their website and I clicked a button, and now I'm registered for the giveaway. Let's Ooh, go. That was easy. Easy, <laughs> easy peasy. Yeah, if you, if you're so, in, so get a get a Steam Deck, guys. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's okay. all the topics I have for tonight. I don't know if anyone wants to say anything else. Uh, otherwise, we will wrap it. This has been a very good episode. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I am looking for disk drives that work on a system 246. These are apparently harder to come by than you would think. Yeah, just comment on the on the YouTube post or yeah, add us on Twitter or something. Stuck in the retro, retro vortex. Yeah, if you if you know something, then uh, contact us. We will get you in touch, and uh, we will uh, we will gladly work out your hard drives, and we can run fuck at a at a tournament somewhere. Oh, oh fuck works. It's, it's it's Basara. That's uh... oh okay. Yeah, great Basara. Okay, so if you want to bring that into the world, then he'll cook our boy up. Um, it is inevitable. I definitely <laughs> yeah, want to bring that. Sounds like world. hopefully, if, you know, if we're 
you know, next offline event that we end up doing. All if you want to bring Kusaru yeah. back to America for revenge on Marvel, <laughs> you have to bring him here by beating him with SBX. It's the only know, way. Dude, I think. I think Kusaru took his money around. I don't think anything will bring him back. <laughs> I think SBX is the only shot we have. Yeah, that's true. That 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 could be it. That, that you just want to run one. SBX. Uh, I do. Yeah. Game is I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I don't know nothing about the game except for the infinites, and the infinites look stupid as fuck, so I'm all in it. It is the game, as far as I am aware, it is, it is the game that originates the now-beloved term gorilla in fighting games. Really? Yeah, because as far as I'm aware, the earliest usage I can think I can find for the term gorilla was referring to uh, Hideyoshi in SBX. Because oh, they call that man the gorilla, the and gorilla. They, call his, uh, yeah. they call his rising into the air infinite uh, uh, planet of the apes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great. Uh, today I learned. Yeah, that's a good one. Cap, cap it off with that, guys. Now you know where, where gorilla comes from. <laughs> And I hope everybody's looking forward to you know SPX and Fatal Limited Code sometime next. Well, I don't know. For sometime somewhere. somewhere. Coming soon. Yeah. Coming soon to, to a, to a 956 you. production near you. Yeah. I will go. manifest this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether you want it or not. I think people want it, but we'll we'll see. Let let us know in yeah, the comments. Let, like, yeah, subscribe. Let, everybody, uh, get, give some finishing words. What 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 do you got to end it off with? We had Corin already gave his. <laughs> Dippy. I'm just, I, I it's, man. Now it's thinking, man. Do I really want to be running? Well, fatal, fatal of the coast. Yes, you do. Watch. Like, but then it's like, well, how far is it? It's like somebody gonna. It's like, oh, you should. I mean, we're already running Alien Challenge. There's other terrible I mean, games, and I'll. I'll we should be running that. Coast. Yeah, we are. We're running that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. So I mean, come on. What standards? We don't have standards. You can see me. You can all <laughs> see me in Alien Challenge. Is what I think. You can all see me. Play my fucking Steve Arino. <laughs> Think I won't. Yeah. Okay. So is that your is that your 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 closing words? Yeah, I'm saying that we're gonna keep it's gonna keep doing it until we don't do it. Anymore. Yes, that that is your that is your closing words. All right. Um, as for myself, uh, we've we've talked a lot about our relationship to publishers and community. Don't ever choose your don't ever choose the publisher over the community. It's never worth it. Um. That, that may sound like a hyperbole, hyperbolic statement of some sort, but uh, the longer I do this thing, the longer I, I believe that. And that's why I'm here doing all the crazy stuff that I am. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, play the games that you guys want with your friends and uh, everything will follow. And uh, There's something to be said about having your freedom. Yes. And uh, that's that's really all I've got for you. Stick stick around to watch the show. Appreciate the people who've been watching. Appreciate the people. Hope, uh, hope the comeback has been uh, uh, entertaining for you all. I think that's it. Show. All right. So with that, we're going to call it a night, guys. Remember, 956pro.com slash YouTube for our YouTube channel at 956 Productions. Uh, early registration for Vortex Gallery Online 2023 is live at Moe. That is .moe. And uh, you can check out any of the 100-plus tournaments that we're running uh, February 5th through – well, February 10th through March 5th. I never get that right. And, uh, you know, if you want to check out the more episodes of the podcast in audio format, you can check us out on Spotify uh 956pro.com slash podcast if you want to check out the latest episode on audio that's all from us guys thank you all for tuning in peace